everybody, and welcome to episode 321 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. That's 321 Contact, as a it's friend of the, the show Dave Rudden asked me to, to mention. The moment. This is your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Sean Naughton Memorial Studio. That's right. Uh, executive producer, patreon.com slash laser time. Mm-hmm. it. And I just want to say happy Father's Day, belatedly, to all the dads out there. Ooh. I know it was like a week ago at this point. But every day's Father's Day if you're Matthew Allen. That's right. Uh, I am Matthew Allen, who I am also breathtaking. And I know that because Keanu Reeves told me I was. Hmm. And oh God, this all feels like so long ago. <laughs> no, he's breathtaking. Oh. I see. And uh, I- I'm slicing up eyeballs, Chris Antista, which I only mentioned because the intro to 321 Contact, one of the intros had a, an eyeball being sliced in half, and it was terrifying. Really? Jesus. Are, are you I sure? I was wondering why you Positive. mentioned that. They couldn't save that for the True Blood intro? Like, what the fuck? Are you, are you sure it wasn't, you didn't watch the uh, the Dolly Buñuel and and be like, oh no, this is 3-2-1 Contact. Who let, Dennis, right. Right. Who let Dennis Miller in the movie, fucking podcast? No, nobody chased me with a piano. Alright, I believe you, I believe you. Nobody chased me to the piano. No, I, no, I was a th- I was a public television supporter to the max. Wow. I, again, it was a rare intro, but I, my sister remembers it too because it was like pretty frightening. Support PBS to the extreme. To the uh, extreme. <laughs> and joining us after a long absence, it's special guest. Elena Yee, who is a terrible daughter because I've yet Yee. to actually get my dad something or take him out to dinner or anything, really. It's oh, kind wow. of what's expected. I, I, I bought some presents on Amazon like two days before, and thankfully <laughs> they all just somehow showed up on Sunday. Yay, Amazon Prime. Yay. Uh, this has not been a paid plug. <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to say. <laughs> Well, the re- the reason we're talking about Father's Day, other than that, like I said, every day is Father's Day if you're Matthew Allen, you. is that we begin every show with the top five. And what about E3? What about it? We'll talk about it. We'll it's happening. There. It's funny you ask about E3, Chris, because I know typically, yes, this time of year we would do a best of E3 show. Unfortunately, although Michael and I both went... We didn't play any games at E3, no. so we have no idea what the best of I mean, E3 was. I, mean, I, I played a bunch of games. I played Watch Dogs Legion and right. Ghost Recon Breakpoint and uh, Roller Champions. That's bullshit. Champions. You know it. We didn't we Where's didn't the full play... disclosure? I got to hear it. We, there it is. Uh, yeah, full disclosure. There. I do work ah! for Ubisoft. Yeah, but I'm only going to say my own games. opinions. Right. I just came. These, these do not represent the company in any way. I did enjoy them, but when I went out onto the show floor, I just, like, well, this all looks cool and all, but... I have to wait in line for all of these (laughs) with every member of the public who's here. And do I want to spend a couple hours wandering or do I want to spend a couple hours waiting in line for one game? Yeah, my excuse is I I hit the show floor for all of 90 minutes total after coming over from the real E3, the quote-unquote real E3. The real E3? Real? Is it the secret E3? Is it's it the behind? secret, the, the business E3, where, oh. where all the deals be getting done. Uh, that's where Money's I was spending most of... Hands. Uh, none of that, but um, <laughs> that's where I was spending most of my show. So yeah, my time on the show floor was extremely limited this year, so it was really just kind of a walk-by, saying hi to all my friends who were there, and then I was out, bye. Yeah, you, you went left pretty early, as I recall. I've done like 15 of these fucking things, man. Mm. Is that all? <laughs> Did you see anything in those 90 minutes, though, that stood out? Uh, 
I don't know. And then Nintendo booth is kind of cool. Of you know? <laughs> I, I just want to say for everyone who keeps reminding me about it on Twitter, uh, yes, I'm very excited for Maneater, but thank you. I do appreciate you making sure I don't miss it. I am in regular contact with friend of the show, Tyler Nagato, who is also the public relations person on it. And yeah. uh, it looks really cool. I really like all the previews that I've seen for it. Holy shit. Did you see that, that Chris Parnell is now the narrator of that Yes. Very so he, he narrates it like, like a very a sarcastic. Uh, like well, like a it's supposed to be a reality show slash nature documentary feel, and just I'll just right. imagine that there's a supernatural scuba diver following this uh, man-eating shark around at all times as it upgrades its face with external bones and steel teeth. And it sounds a lot like Morty's dad. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. <laughs> you ever try to relax? It is a paradox. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we we begin every show with a top five, and although we obviously have a lot to talk about with E3, we um, we, we we can't evaluate it the same way we used to. We can't say like, yes, these were the best things we saw at E3 because I'll be honest, we saw a lot of this stuff the same way most people did via live streams, things like that, mm-hmm. YouTube videos. We're deeply ashamed about this. Well, please, there also please don't send us letters. There wasn't a lot of new stuff that we hadn't seen before necessarily mm-hmm. at E3, so... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, right, yeah, just a new Commander Keen <laughs> for the first time in 30 years. No big deal. On mobile? That would have been the top. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, this week we're going to be, in honor of Father's Day once once again, uh, we're going to be looking at gaming's sexiest dads. <laughs> this is really why I'm here. Gaming zaddies. We, we, we did need a heterosexual female voice on here. <laughs> we, couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't do it without one. I am the, I am the token yeah. heterosexual why? female. Uh, pansexual. I can go anywhere I want. <laughs> sexiest dads is chosen by two cis het white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the help of Elena. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's true. My vote was very I'm just different. Saying than it would have been. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Would have been a it's weird. Doesn't list. matter what my skin color is. My dick is still my compass. I That's, need to quote that. Many laughs today. Except I don't have the right anatomy. Damn it. I, I just, I, I just got so stymied by the mental image, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. What, did you picture it going magnetic north? <laughs> well, I, I pictured it sort of like wobbling back and forth, like just wildly. Oh, as, see, as I you try to reorient. I yourself. went the other compass, and I pictured him going in circles on a piece of paper around his uh, dick. What? Gross. Oh, like a compass, what, like, like, a, like a spirograph. I love it. Hmm. Those are called compasses. Well, they nice. are. But like what's the, the pointy end? Yes. But what's yes. the pointy end then? Like, is his dick That's the pencil end or it's dick. the pointy the, end? The pointy end goes into the center of the circle. Okay. and so Chris, I thought his dick would be the pencil part. I mean, he, or pen, if that's your preference. He just said he can go either way with this. Oh, this is true. So what I he's saying is... On-air, on-air hosts have ever <laughs> done this much in terms of fan art before. <laughs> <laughs> the images you have conjured he, in people's heads. No, no I, think, I think the pointy part is his feet. So he's saying that it's enormous and sticks out at a precise 30-degree angle from his body and touches the floor. And if he spins in a circle, it draws a circle. See, that's Chris's version. My version mm-hmm. is his dick is the pointy end, and that's in the middle. And he's more just kind of like doing the breakdancing move where he's spinning his feet around his dick, is, which is, is drilling into the but how, would, but how would he actually orient He's doing that cock push-ups. Guys, Chris, only it's you a can bubble answer compass. This. <laughs> <laughs> and see. Uh. <laughs> My dick's a slide rule. You know, I have My to... My dick's a slide whistle. I have to... Uh, <laughs> Please insert that sound effect later. I'm sorry. Please continue. I was just going to say, you know, every time I come back on air, I have to remember that I can swear. Yes. And it takes something like this to really remind me that, oh, yeah, I have no constraints here. Nope. 
No. Say That's whatever. Great. Just... I love you all. Aww. Thank you. Just try not to get yourself in trouble <laughs> professionally, I guess. This is the most I've talked about my dick in hours, mm. I swear. <laughs> this is normal. Hours? Not minutes? I mean, outside my psychologist's office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. I was yeah. at my urologist, really <laughs> impressing him. <laughs> I've never seen one this strange. This is magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> I should be paying you the right sir. It's in mint condition. It's never been used. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that is true. <laughs> Got it? Some of that is true. It's, it's, yeah. What else am I going to keep in that Amiibo case? <laughs> it's a very odd size. It's like a square Japanese watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, this is the part where oh. I say this is a show about video games. <laughs> However, nominally. Um, so yes, we are going to talk about E3. We are going to talk about Bloodstained and the Mana Collection and other stuff that came out this week. And we are going to talk about sexy dads, the sexiest dads ever. And we will do that last part right after this. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1999. How about some books from 1999? Yeah. That's a terrible segue Ooh, from Counter-Strike. Sure. 1999 by Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, the Philosopher oh. of Secrets. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> The Chamber it's of Philosophers. It's a series now. Yeah. So it debuts at number one. Mm-hmm. So the Sorcerer's Philosopher was a huge hit mm-hmm. out of the gate. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of information that plays out throughout the rest of the series in this book. And like, Colin Creevy's introduced. We get Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tom Riddle, which really deepens the whole yes. Voldemort backstory. And, you know, the first one is a little fluffy. This mm-hmm. one gets darker. I mean, the whole idea of... Ginny Weasley having this diary that she's writing to Mm -hmm. and then a mysterious person is writing her back and kind of grooming her in a way and like you know mudbloods and all this race-based stuff is like right. this, that stuff doesn't it gets totally dark, make it into the fast. movies yeah but it's a huge it's yeah it's, we it's, kind of see the movies is not getting dark until a couple in this well, the book gets real dark the, the book one. gets dark the third one gets the it. second one too it was either this one or the third one I went to like the midnight release party at Barnes and Nobles and yeah oh, I was the guy screaming video. spoilers from the megaphone yeah you're an asshole um, Sirius yeah. Black is Gary Oldman Sirius Black is Gary Oldman <laughs> <laughs> all the seven year olds are like who? oh the guy from the fifth oh. element he was in the professional <laughs> <laughs> jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back to talk about what? Sexy game dads. Hot dads. Hot dads. Hot Not to be confused with friend of the show, hot dad. Or partial, man. partial inspiration for this. Dream daddies. Ah, yes. None oh, of none nice of whom made this. I, I, you know, Dream Daddy was sort of the given. Dream Daddy is what made me think of the list. Uh, and mm. I'd been playing a lot of Dream Daddy lately, and I was like, well... How can I pick amongst all of these dreamy dads? And so they are, they all sort of make the honorary list. Well, well here's the thing. Okay, uh-huh. so I don't actually know this game, and I probably should. What? But I feel like just from that name alone, there's going to be different types. So very obviously, you should already know your type. They're all over the type. So me, I'm more of a Hugo guy. 
or Matt with one T. I'm Matt with two T's. Matt with one T is the music guy. He's kind of laid back. Yeah, yeah. He's got dreadlocks. Whereas Hugo mm. looks like the studious professor type, closet pro wrestling fan. Totally surprises mm. you. I feel like that's your pick right yeah, there. I, I, w- I was originally a Matt guy. I'm a Hugo guy now. Mm. Sounds right. I, I feel like we, we would subconsciously pick ourselves in this arrangement. Yeah. Yeah, you might be a Brian guy, Michael. Mm. Who's Brian? Brian's the big like bear type daddy. Oh, you know? I see. Bar- I see. barbecues defining, with the defining me oh. by my body type. I see. How <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Which one's, which one's the bad dad? I did not. I did not get any of these Pokemon cards. By the way, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There, there is a bad dad with the leather jacket mm. who drinks only whiskey, mm. and his name escapes me right now because he doesn't get the time of day from me, Michael. Ooh. Sounds like a Steve. Does he have any redeeming quality or quality? I mean, he's he's actually yes, he does. But it's like you didn't hear Leather Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm on the show, Chris. I'm representing. I it, might know, be, it might be Frank. I, I want to know how well he takes care of his kids. Maybe that's his redeeming feature. He's a bad dad. It says that right in his, his title. No, oh, okay. Once a month, he lets them ride in his convertible. Mm. Does yeah. that really make him a bad dad, though? <laughs> it's the one time wow. a month he gets them from his, uh, his divorced husband. That makes them the bare minimum dad. Robert. Is, Robert way, is bad dad. daddy. Robert oh, okay. is bad boy daddy. Damien is goth daddy, who uh-huh. who is basically like a vampire. Need, need one of those. Craig is workout daddy. Okay. Uh, Hugo, like I mentioned, right. is the teacher daddy who's the pro wrestling fan. Joseph is the goody two-shoes uh, pastor daddy. Mm. Uh, we got Matt with one T, who is owns a coffee shop and is a, is an ex-musician you know musician band guy who hangs out a lot in record stores. Mm-hmm. And then Brian is the bear daddy. He's the mm. one that kind of is, is awesome at cooking and... He's laid back. You said cool you said goth dad, and I'm obsessed with this idea now of like him having a teenage son. It's like, God, Dad, stop talking about death. You're embarrassing oh, yeah. me in front of my friends. Yes, yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Me- meanwhile, his dad is like Tell in me. full Alucard cr- cosplay. I'm, I'm showing Elena a picture. Tell me, Michael is not a Brian. Uh, He's a total Brian. Uh, uh, oh come on! See, I got you. Thank you, Elena. Chris, that guy's more lumberjacky. Chris, I mean, this is a compliment. You're a total Robert. <laughs> Robert? A Bob? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. All right. None of the Dream Daddies, however, are mm-hmm. actually on this no, list. Which not was, dreamy uh, enough. Not dreamy Hastily enough. cobbled together from uh, a Twitter conversation. <laughs> and, uh, just a very confusing one tw- for me. <laughs> a Twitter conversation where Michael and I were both DMing from the same account. Uh-huh. And so Elena thought we were arguing with ourselves. No, I didn't. I didn't. I have long accepted that you two come as a unit. We but are it was, legion. But we it was VGA. just funny because I it really challenges me right. to go off of like vocabulary, punctuation style, capitalizations yeah. to tell you two apart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> My, is, Michael gives a shit about what he types so, out. Sometimes, though, that I think that might be confusing with me because I have two distinct styles. One where I have impeccable grammar and one where I'm just, like, trying to project half-acidness. So I'll just, like, I'll not capitalize anything, no punctuation, just just straight-up rambling. That's when you confuse me because then I can't tell you apart. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Total Brian move, Michael. Yeah. I, would, I might point out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's begin with... Number five. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this made someone happy. <laughs> king, of the, king of the cosmos. Yeah, king of all cosmos. Oh my god, he made, he the, made list. the list! He made the list! He made the list! I decided to split the difference because he, he between, like, 
So the the final voting, like Elena, you'd said Corvo Atano. Matt, you said Mike Hager, and I'm like, <laughs> why you said that disdainfully? Like Mike Hager's not a fucking snack. He's not. For real. He's really not. <laughs> Chris, please. Who do you think has more deviant fan art? Ex ex pro <laughs> wrestler mm-hmm. walks around with nothing but a leather strap across his chest. Mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. Magnum PI mustache. Yeah. Hello. Yes, lays pipe for a living. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wait, good- is that a metaphor? Or uh, no. Good to know your sexual development stopped sometime in the 80s. (laughs) Somewhere in the midnight. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. So Um, how did we get from Mike Hager (laughs) and Corvo to the king of... So because both of you had suggested him at one point. So I was like, I'll split the difference and go with the one you both sort of agree on. Oh, no. He he is a sexy, leisure suit-wearing motherfucker. We did this to ourselves. We did this. We did this. He wears tights and pajamas. Well, and he has he has what every uh, woman wants, which is a gigantic cylindrical head. Um, <laughs> it sits horizontally across I mean, his shoulders. Head shape is very important. Hell it's yeah. true. It's true. Hell I'm just yeah. gonna put that yep. out there. So this is sexiest dad. Clearly not best dad. Oh, he's a terrible dad. <laughs> he's an he's, awful dad. He's the worst dad. Also completely incomprehensible. Can't understand you, dad. Yeah. Sound like a scratch and record. He talks, Sounds like he an, talks with the menu sound effects from a Jack Grind radio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. True. And oh yeah, I love this guy. Oh yeah. He's the best. Yeah. And and I again I, I remember reading about this game in magazines back when those were a thing. Ah, and yes. they talked about a game where a dad got drunk and destroyed the universe. <laughs> I actually have a sound for that. But I don't. I don't remember that being played up um, in in the E for Everyone game that America got. I always wondered if the Japanese version was very frank that God got. It said God got drunk in the preview. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's and, and, that's basically what it is. And yeah, that yes, he he is the game's version of God, and he gets drunk yes. and destroys the universe. And uh, and like any good father, makes his kids clean up his mess for him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, any good alcoholic father. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think they might have played down the drunkenness aspect in the but US if, version. I just, yeah. I just it, wanted to see if it was actually there to begin with. It just seems odd. It just finally yeah. occurred to me, though, after all this time, that maybe this is just, you know, somebody's way of trying to make art or something entertaining from their horrible childhood experiences with an alcoholic parent. Mm, that could be. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah they made this real dark real fast. No, no. I mean, the creator was not a game developer you know he was just kind of this artist guy and then didn't yeah, he, yeah. he went on to make games about like playgrounds and yeah he made um nobi nobi boy nobi nobi boy yeah and which, uh something else that came out recently well he's he's gonna be on that um the the handheld with the crank right he's gonna have a game on there oh as yeah, well. yeah 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 uh, play date play date mm-hmm. yeah 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 um but yeah the the king of all cosmos again Dude can really fill out a pair of tights uh, like nobody else, <laughs> like like one of the Barrymores, like like a Shakespearean actor or something. But um, he also is just he's that dad that you can never please. Like no matter what yep. you do, at at best he will be mildly satisfied. He'll be like, yes, this is adequate. But he'll he'll almost never be impressed. And if he is impressed with something that you did, he will give himself the credit. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, yes, yes, we clearly made the right choice in assigning <laughs> you to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a bastard. Yes. But, but it's all worth it just for this sound. Yay, a new star. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so maybe I'm nuts on this, but I want to see if maybe the list, any of the listeners can agree with me. I I actually have nothing but pleasant memories of the dad because in my mind, I thought he was the one singing most of the songs in the soundtrack to me. Hmm. Well, he does. Did, did no one else get the, the? I don't. I don't know where I got that vibe from. I mean, but like unless there was like a chorus of people, I always thought it was King of All Cosmos singing to me. Hmm. Could be. I, he, and I can't he, think I, ill of him because it's one of the best soundtracks of all time. I can tell you why you might have that apprehension because in the intro for the game, which is insane. Uh, uh, he's shown playing guitar, so right, yeah. But then, it lo- like the the second song after the intro is like, nah, 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 like a guy humming into the void. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I always yeah. assumed that was him. Huh. Mm. No, you're right, Chris. Maybe. I'm looking on the wiki right now. It says during the credits of We Love Katamari, his supposed true voice sang the song "King of the Kings." Oh shit! Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that. Song about it's Jesus. presumed that his voice, like the prince, was too quiet to be able to be heard. He's he's a flawed dad, but he is. Without a doubt, a sexy dad. And uh, what makes we, him sexy to you? It's a mustache, mostly just the mustache and the big, confident butt chin. Um, <laughs> I, fe- I feel it, like it looks like if yeah. Dracula sold carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that's a butt chin? I thought that was a stylized goatee. I thought that was hair coming up in the middle right there. Hmm. No, that's definitely a butt chin. That's a butt chin. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. butt chin. That's, that's a that's a mark of true manliness. Borderline in a Peter Griffin uh, balls, or balls. Balls chin. Yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got some sweet sideburns going on too oh yeah i mean underneath those huge cylinders sticking yeah, he's, out he's got kind of like a 70s doctor strange vibe especially in that picture you just showed me or well this one it's like a yes that mixed with a pirate he's like a buccaneer thing mm-hmm. he's got like a sash around yep. his yeah, waist but like you could see him welcoming you to to like a 70s sex party Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. A little bit vampire Lestat action going on. I don't know. I don't want to keep going and get myself Interesting. too uh, hot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but the, in, in We Love Katamari, the, uh, the focus of the cutscene shift, and we get to see like his childhood and adolescence and yeah. all the little failures that he went through that made him into the abrasive monarch that he is today. Mm-hmm. With his dad, Papa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. former king of all cosmos. Mm-hmm. Total dick. <sighs> oh, well. Anyway, let's move on to... Number four. History will not forget your resolve. (laughs) History will not forget your resolve. Dad, what's going on? You haven't laughed since the Reagan administration. (laughs) It's nothing. Forget about it. Laughing at the president's speech. Who is this? It's Sam Fisher, oh. Michael Ironsides. Oh, that was Ironsides. Yeah. What do you mean that was Ironsides? He's always done Sam Fisher. I, no, no, I know. Except for Black, I know Sam Fisher is Ironsides. That didn't sound like Ironsides to me. That oh, clip. Okay. Sorry. Like, hmm. I fucking recognize an Ironsides when I hear one. All right, motherfucker. Since the Top Gun days. Mm-hmm. Well, like Elena in the chat, you had said uh, Sam Fisher is a snack. Oh uh, no, that was Matt. Oh, that's true. Well, you agreed with it, so I'm <laughs> no, that was it to Matt. <laughs> Okay. I happen to agree much with every, him. Yeah, every time anyone called anyone a snag, that was mm-hmm. Matt. So thank you. All right, fair yeah, enough. Fair what enough. if you didn't know he was a dad, like me? Mm. Ah, it, he's always talking about his daughter. Is he? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe not in the first game, but like in in subsequent games, she became more uh, She's important like a plot to the device. plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
to the- I played the first game in Conviction. That's all ah, I got. Okay. Oh, well, wow. since you mentioned Conviction, this is the one you should know the best, Chris, because uh, what what cinched uh, his place on this list for me is one scene near the beginning of Conviction where they use a flashback with his daughter as part of the the tutorial. There's nothing to be afraid of in the dark. Sometimes darkness is a good thing. Like when you want to go to sleep. <laughs> that pause. Light on. <laughs> when it's light, you can't see into a place that's dark. But when it's dark, you can see what's around you much better. Really? Really. So if there's monsters or bad people around, you can see them. And if you're in the dark, they can't see you. I can't see you either. Can you please turn the light back on? Uh, no, he can't, but uh, he can tell you how to use the darkness to your advantage. When you're in the dark and your eyes get used to it, you can see all sorts of things around you really well. And then you can do stuff with them. Like what? Now take a look at your mobile. You can see it really well, right? If there were monsters standing underneath it, because I can see it, maybe I could make it fall on them and they'd go away. And it would fall on their heads and they wouldn't be bad anymore? That's my girl. Daddy, what was that? Daddy needs you to stay in bed now. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Daddy's going to go murder some yeah. burglars. <laughs> that was Daddy's murder voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. That's not how you talk to young kids, dude. That is, mm. That's a scary motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he is. That's, that's Michael with, Ironside's with, great, great voice With actor. what I swear was a little bit of unintentional sexual innuendo in there. Yes, yes. He's also got like the graying temple thing. Which... That is why I picked him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. so shallow. It's working for him. It is working for him. Yeah, it's always worked for him. Plus, he can jump up in a doorway and do splits and just hang there. That is which impressive. Is, yeah, yeah, extremely yeah, impressive. Crossing that forty barrier, mm-hmm. he's going. Got what? really powerful legs. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically a ninja with three eyed uh, night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he he has always had this soft spot for his daughter, and I think the game before Conviction, Double um, Agent, Double Agent, yes, thank you. He is driven down this dark path, ostensibly by his his daughter's death, which later turns out was faked by the head of his agency in order to flush out some moles. But so spoilers for that series. But yes, I, I believe his daughter is currently alive. It's hard to keep track of mm-hmm. Clancy lore and then Splinter but, Cell yeah, lore. He's, was in he's that. like he, he's is an especially sexy dad because in addition to his capabilities, it's like he has that air of danger to him. But you know that he'd protect you if right. it came down to it. Yeah, Matt, like, he'd hold you close. He's got. You could tell he's got dad strength. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That old man dad strength. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You need to explain this to me. You've never heard of like old man strength? No. This is a real phenomenon. No. Yeah, dude. I thought it was just density. No, it's, what? It, what it is? It's there is there's. So is I it? just read an article on this about old man strength might be a real thing. So what the what the urban med- legend of old man strength is is as you get older, like there are dudes who don't look big and buff, who in the gym are just stronger than like the young buff looking dudes. And what the scientific theory is here is over time you actually do build up more dense muscle fiber because it's just used to working itself more. And so you can have like that skinny old man who will then like 
arm wrestle with you and throw you across the room. So there's old man strength, and then there's like dad strength, and that's kind of related to old man strength. Which and the dad strength thing is like hmm. you can never kick your dad's ass. You can be like in your prime, <laughs> and your dad will always kick your ass. Like it's just a real deal. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Good to know. I'm talking. I, yeah, I remember my dad. I was I was a six foot three teenager, and he's he's much shorter than me. Two two of the worst times of our relationship. Like he reminded me that oh fuck, he can really move me around yeah. against my will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds it's like very a, easily. Sounds like a story or something. It just didn't happen. That it was only twice, and I definitely had it coming. I could smoke in the house if I wanted, Dad. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah. You probably deserve to be moved outside in that case. Believe yes. it or not, everything you hate about me, listener, is progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so definitely Sam Fisher has dad strength. Dude, that yeah. dude can snap a dude's neck like he's snapping his fingers. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's true of a lot of video game characters, but especially him. Yeah, especially. Yeah. 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 Well, and they, they, I think what was unique about Sam Fisher when those games first came out, we talk about the Great Temples. We weren't used to playing older heroes in video games. For the most part, they were all men in their, we would assume, early 20s, maybe late mm-hmm. 20s. You know, they all kind of look the same. Anywhere in that 20-something n- range. Nary a gray hair to be yeah, seen anywhere. They all kind of do the, uh, the DreamWorks smirk. <laughs> right. Or if they had the gray hair, it was like someone who was like supposed to be like older and like sage-like. Right, but they were very rarely the heroes. And, and Splinter Cell was the first time it's like, this is the main character. You're playing as a dude with gray hair. Like that that's, was... That's how you know this game is serious. That yeah. middle age range was definitely not yeah. really explored. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or you'd get like old, old-ass old wizard with like long white beard like mm-hmm. Gandalf. Mm-hmm. You shall not pass yep. your 50s to yep. be in a video game. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I still remember the like playing the original Splinter Cell on Xbox and thinking like there there were moments where I had like night vision activated and just it was moving around and it's like this doesn't feel like a video game. This feels like I'm watching footage of an action figure moving around on screen. <laughs> it looks that realistic. Yeah. yeah, like small soldiers. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, anyway. I mean that's the thing is I can totally picture Sam Fisher sitting there in the dark waiting for his daughter to come home from a date in high school. <laughs> <laughs> night vision goggles on. <laughs> He's he's actually just like posted up in a doorway, like doing the splits in midair, <laughs> waiting with the gun drawn, pointing at the door. <laughs> I'll shrink you the second you walk in here, young man. Yep. So this might be sexist, but do you think he would do the same if his daughter was dating a woman? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I can't. I, I don't really know Sam Fisher's views on that. I, I would have to assume he's progressive, but uh, right. But then would he would he still try to draw a gun on the other young lady, hmm. or would he just be like, "All right, I think I like you, so now you will also be under my protection." It might it might be I'd the say, latter. I'd it's say yes. like, well, there, there's the only the only game I played. He smacked a woman across the face. I, <laughs> poor Grim. <laughs> But it was because he needed to make it look like he had, he had attacked her because she had let him out. I don't know. I think he enjoyed it. Mm. I'm, now I'm just, I'm just putting that on. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing you can do in the dark. <laughs> Wasn't that the, the clip that you played? He's like, there's uh, that pause uh-huh. after he said oh, about right, things yes. that happen in the dark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why yeah. I giggled inappropriately. But, but yes, Chris, you did make a gif of him just like back and forth slapping <laughs> poor Grimm's daughter what across is this, the face. Is this a remake of Chinatown? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's my sister and my daughter. Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! Oh man! <laughs> no one listening to the show has seen Chinatown. <laughs> or ever me wrong, listener. <laughs> Maybe they will now. Uh, 
man. All right. Well, let's let's move it along before I spoil anything else. <laughs> Number three. Tell me, who taught you to fight like that? My father. Uh, any guesses on who this might be? So, this was my own addition. This mm-hmm. is Krom from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Because ah. he is an exceptionally sexy anime dude. Uh, and I, he's I the only one that. I will ever say that about. Because he, he appears in a bunch of cutscenes that seem engineered to draw in the female gaze. You wake up as an amnesiac in this this place where he finds you. And if you're playing... As a female, this bit is kind of irresistible. Krom, we have to do something. What do you propose we do? Uh, I don't know. That's his little sister. (laughs) I see you're awake now. Hey there. (laughs) There are better places to take a nap than on the ground, you know. (laughs) Give me your hand. So it's all in first person, and you you see this hand extend out. He he takes it, pulls you to your feet, and like the camera just like swings in really close to his face. And there's like this moment of like, oh, we almost touched. Did he sparkle? He maybe may a little bit. He mm, may, he may have. That's but, important. But yes, if if you you can play Fire Emblem Awakening as a man or a woman, and I know a lot of dudes who played as as a guy, and were like, oh man, Crumb's my best friend. He's my bro. But I'm like. No, no, I can tell this game wants to set me up with this dude. So, yes, I had a female <laughs> character, and I married Crumb, and we gave birth to Lucina, who's, like, the coolest character in the game. I'm like, yeah, that's my daughter. Uh, <laughs> I but, mean, he is good looking. Mm. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but uh, but it's it's kind of a cheat because... He he is a dad in the game. Like you can, he, he can marry someone, uh, give birth to this baby that will always be his daughter. No Wait, matter he who gives birth to the baby. Him. Yes, he gives birth mm-hmm. um, because it's reverse universe. Can you see that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's in the junior universe. They, they share a logic. <laughs> the junior verse, Michael, please. Okay, he fathers the baby, um, but. But then, uh, so Lucina is his daughter who time travels back from the future, disguising herself as like this masked Marth lookalike, and immediately arouses his suspicion because like she comes in with the same sword he has, which is like a one of a kind sword. She has a very familiar fighting style, and she says like, "My father taught me." And we're like, who the fuck are you, kid? And it comes out that she's his daughter from the future, and. He doesn't really believe it until he sees, like, this special birthmark that's, like, in her eye, but she's a member of the royal family, and she's marked that way. So they they have an emotional moment. You deserved better from me than one sword in a world of troubles. I'm sorry. First of all, uh, Elena, you can laugh out loud at the sound effects. You don't have to stifle <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I'm so used to not having. <laughs> First of all, am I the only one who was afraid they were going to try to back to the future this shit and hook up? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I'm not the only one. Uh, second of all, 
Anime was a mistake. <laughs> You're a mistake. You are. <laughs> Actually, this this was a game that I had a lot of fun with because not only are you building an army and going through like these these fantastic turn-based tactical battles, but you can gain more soldiers by uh, pairing together characters and uh, making it's like a little dating simulator where you're just kind of playing matchmaker with these characters. And when you get their relationship up all the way, they get married and they have a kid. And then that kid comes in from the future and also joins the army. <laughs> totally yeah. fucked Wait, up. Just so what every what's parent wants. Oh, I want my kid to fight in a war <laughs> yeah. with me. Wait, what's happening in the future that they're all like, you know what? We're just going to kick it in a, I, a few decades back. I think the future stems from uh, from this event that happens at the very beginning of the game. You all right? That's the end of him. Thanks to you, we carried the day. We can rest easy now. At long last. You think you've defeated the villain, but he takes control of your body and uses Crumb's trust in you to, to make you stab him. But, uh, yeah, when I explain this to Diana, my wife, uh, she's like, You're a girl! You're a Japanese girl! What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe. if you're really going to play a Japanese game, I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's... The funny thing about these games, though, is you get all these super cinematic anime moments and Mm -hmm. character interactions, and then the actual gameplay, these tiny little 8-bit characters on this giant battlefield that you're moving them around and positioning, and so it's... I wouldn't wouldn't call them 8-bit, but... Well, uh, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. They're they're still pixel-y characters. characters. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. true, true. But still, it's it's about what you project onto it, what you bring to the game, Mm -hmm. which is all informed by text-heavy (laughs) cutscenes. (laughs) <laughs> so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you able to actually play it with the Japanese uh, voice tracks on instead of the English dubs? Yes, I believe so. I think that maybe might solve your problem, Matt, with the whole like incest vibe. Or maybe it would enhance it. I don't know which. Incest vibe. <laughs> well, that's another thing. Like, that I was extremely... say it's my problem, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's their problem. <laughs> extremely weird to me because I think uh, people who didn't go... Uh, playing as a woman uh, who ended up playing as a dude ended up marrying Lucina so then it's like this weird thing that's like hey Crumb I'm your best friend I'm going to marry your daughter is that cool we're going to have a kid together (laughs) that is a little awkward yeah 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 yeah. it's weird anyways if you want to see more Crumb I recommend going to Best Buy because my Best Buy it is the only amiibo they have oh shit hundreds (laughs) hundreds of uh, hundreds of Crumb Crom's out the ass. Go there and buy Crom. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Florida, buy Crom. I feel like we're in a fucking Conan game. Crom, stop saying Crom. All right, Crom. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Number two. Let's never say Crom again. Crom. 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 You're not her dad. He down there? It's that obvious. To me. And no, he's not down there. Huh? What's your story? I came across Clementine alone first day all of this happened we've been together ever since the following entry is brought to you by Hulu. old ass reference now that guy hasn't done those things in years what was your rationale elena i have a soft spot for anybody who uh takes someone under their wing wherever it's like 
horrible fucking shitty situation i mean if it were me i'd be like no y'all go away everyone out for themselves right Mm -hmm. this guy's like no i'll take you under my wing i'll make sure you're safe and they're not blood or anything, so I don't know. Yeah. Makes them a really special person to me. But adoptive fathers still count. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we know. were arguing about I was this asking, in the background. Should adoptive fathers count? <laughs> I mean, if we if we have Lee, then yes, yes, they should. But uh, so yeah, Lee, and and you said conventionally attractive, which I thought like, oh yeah, yeah I guess he is. I did. Okay. So 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 here's the thing that we talked about in chat. Um, which was for me, I felt like all the dad characters that I looked at, um, either I just have really bad taste in men, which is arguably true, but none of them really appealed, but Lee totally does. Everybody loves Lee. He's just, he's just this nice guy, uh, who's like a civil war professor who may or may not have killed his wife and or her lover who there was a that. politician. Yeah, there's also that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think, well, in, in terms of like at least the illusion of choices, he is, he's probably the most you. Mm. He's the most like you, depending on how you play the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just really happy he yep. survived the entire series. He, he because I, I mean, I didn't, really I didn't play after season one, but from what I assume, you don't kill off your You don't kill off your main yeah. character. So he's, he's alive, right? Yeah, yeah. you, Guys, you played up to episode four, which is a great place to stop yeah. mm-hmm. at least yeah. at least fine, it, it's right? like he Thanks. said in that earlier episode he needs to keep his strength up too yeah right and that's why he doesn't give clementine the food mm-hmm. everyone made that decision right yep <laughs> all right well i'm just glad that lee's all right so you guys uh-huh. he's good yeah yeah yep. good everything's yep. great neat but yes they they like lee. I, I think the <laughs> the circumstances where they met up uh kind of have something to do with with their bonding as well what's your name i'm clementine this is my house Hi, Clementine. I'm Lee. Uh, Lee stumbles into her house looking for help, and uh, and they they end up rescuing each other pretty mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, there, there's a little bit of like, oh god, I I don't need to be saddled with a kid. I just need to take her to the the nearest safe place and drop her with someone who can take care of her. But then they they get a lot closer and. Before long, they do very clearly have a father-daughter relationship that uh, just about everyone else in the game seems very skeptical of and really wants to break up. You're a good man, Lee. You've been protecting these people as best you can so far, and they look up to you. Rightly so. But it's different with a child. You might have brought her this far, but sooner or later, she might ask you for more than you can give her. I'm sorry if that's hard to hear, but it's the truth. Also, I'm a jerk. Yeah, seriously. Like, obvious mm-hmm. sex jokes aside, what the fuck was he talking yeah. about? So, what's his solution? What, there? Just what could ditched the little kid asked of him that he could? I got do? my period. What do I do? Oh God! <laughs> oh, There's no tampons in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go now. Clem- Clementine will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with the only scenario. <laughs> That's why you have me on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm representing the I female mean, I, I, perspective. I was thinking that, but I, I didn't think that would be appropriate for me. I got to say, you so covered, Michael. You yes, thank got you. Got you covered. That's ah. twice today. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, but leave it up to a filthy train hobo to really lay it out for me. <laughs> if something would happen to you. It won't. If it were, you gotta prepare the girl. Teach her to use a weapon, and for crime, and he cut that hair. Like a gun. Are you kidding me? 
What? She's too young to handle one? There ain't too young. Not anymore. You gotta consider her a living person. That's it. You're either living or you're not. You ain't little, you ain't a girl, you ain't a boy. You ain't strong or smart. You're alive. It's kind of a great quote. And in the only, yeah, the only time I'd, I'd accept that speech from anyone. Mm-hmm. The end of the universe during the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should teach her to use yeah. a weapon. And so we get this Ever. this great, tender, NRA-friendly scene between <laughs> Lee and Clementine. You need to know how to protect yourself. Like hiding or running away? Got it. I mean, with one of these. First, don't be afraid of it. It's just a thing. Take it. But know where your finger is all the time. And don't put it on the trigger unless you want to hurt somebody. Okay. Okay. See? It's not scary. It's heavy. You'll get stronger. But yeah, everybody loves Lee. And, uh, you know, I think... Just made the events of the late season all the more sad. Um, but you know when he when he lives and um, goes on to be in the rest of the series. Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember when the, when the Telltale shut down? They released a bunch of fake movies where Lee definitely lived and learned to fly. <laughs> it was really funny. Did Kanye make a game about Lee ascending to heaven? <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that game. Oh man. Everybody did. Ah, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I mean, what's great about the later seasons of Walking Dead is Clementine clearly learned from Lee. And so those yes. games are all about her kind of repeating that and taking people underneath her wings mm-hmm. and being kind of the protector. So. I'm yeah. going to cry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Clementine, we won't, oh no. we won't go into spoiler territory any more than that. But. Oh, how did this end up being number one? Flavia <laughs> Tesoro. <laughs> Stay where I can see you. <laughs> Gee, Michael, I don't know. Can't imagine. <laughs> Can't imagine. Wow, I really, I, was, I thought you guys would have been like throwing a sheet all over Kratos right now. <laughs> yeah, well, again, Kratos made my list. Kratos, Kratos is a good one. 2018 but, Kratos. But Elena didn't seem to be behind boy. Kratos. So I was like, eh, maybe not. Boy, it's not boy, terribly sexy. Boy. But, but I think of all the characters on this list, well, Ezio is probably the least dad. Uh, but he is the sexiest. Yeah. Um, that's a character who transitioned from being a young, brash nobleman who looked really good in tights to being Errol Flynn and then George Clooney. And yeah, he, he was like a really just cool character. And then they, they made him a dad at the end. That clip that I just played was from Assassin's Creed Embers, the short that uh, shows Ezio's final days where he's just like, he owns a vineyard now and he's got a little daughter named Flavia and a, a son that we never see. And he's married to Sophia Sartor, who's this very smart woman who he meets in Assassin's Creed Revelations when he's maybe 20 or 30 years older than yep. she is. It's yeah, a little he's, weird. he's also a very old dad. He mm-hmm. is, but yeah. it's kind of sweet because he gets a happy ending. He gets to retire. He doesn't get like killed on a mission or mm-hmm. like shanked mm-hmm. I see you didn't watch somewhere. that entire video. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that he got to live a full long life, yes. right? Like yeah, he, didn't get, he didn't get killed when he was like hopping out yeah. of What's-Her-Face's window at the beginning of... Yes. Uh, yeah, Christina. <laughs> he yeah. just gets Tony Soprano to at the end of that video. I'm saying, mm. I'm, but still, he got to live a life. That's true. Yeah, he got to live a life. And ordered something for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, they, um, I wish I'd grabbed the clip of him saying that uh, I waited so long to uh, to start this chapter of my life. And he really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's like a, 
A dude in his 60s with, like, a daughter who's, what, like, six or seven years old. I mean, that's, like, young by San Francisco standards for when people can actually afford to have kids. Guess, yeah, that's true. true. This that's is true. very, very true. But he, he meets Sophia, I, I'd forgotten, actually in the one of the first scenes in Assassin's Creed Origins when he's arriving in Constantinople by ship. Revelations. Revelations. You said Origins. Oh, um, yeah, Revelations. Sorry. I have so much work to return to. But it is good to be home. Work? When I was your age, my interests were... were mainly... Salve. Distracted by Sophie. Incredible. I am surprised you got anything done. As was my mother. Uh, (laughs) Which is actually kind of a callback to something that uh, his mother says in Assassin's Creed 2. He's very talented. Imagino. Self-expression is vital to understanding and enjoying life. You should find an outlet. I have plenty of outlets. I meant besides vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were going to keep it kind of like entendre. Like, Uh I have outlets to plug into mama. No. 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 Man, they only want the one thing and it's fucking (laughs) (laughs) But you have to understand, like, that is ammunition that she cannot just leave unused. Mm The shock value, right? Uh. Yeah. yeah. When you when your mom says vagina to you, yeah, your yeah. ears prick up like what? And you're like, mom, <laughs> gross. That's not gonna find a magnetic force anytime soon. Oh man. So why is he the sexiest dad, Michael? Uh, I think he's just the sexiest character on this list. He to really be honest. is. And yeah. trying to piece it together, it's like. Is Lee sexier than Ezio? I don't think you can say that. Is no. the king of all cosmos? King of all cosmos. Well, wait, yes. wait, how do you def- but how do you define sexy? Right? Like mm-hmm. there, are, there are different reasons it's why, like, subjective. why I might drop my pants mm-hmm. for one of these characters if that was actually a god. <laughs> Also, he seemed to be the one that you were the most immediately enthusiastic about. Like, oh, yeah, Ezio for sure. Oh, Ezio for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. It's, it, well, it's, it's the, the accent. It's so fucking unfair because all he has to do is talk. And next thing you know. Oh, he, he doesn't have to talk. Ro- it's okay. 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 It's okay. He can just stand there. What if he pretty. talks about books? Nicolo Polo hid these books around the city. These maps should tell us where. Hmm. You're beginning to interest me. Vaguely. Meet me in the biblioteca. <laughs> <laughs> Donde style autobus. You like it a villa? I made that one. <laughs> um, uh, I support any lust towards any of the Italian people. So <laughs> um, Rich a Corinthian <laughs> leather. Respetti la donna. Buco de Beppo. Shut your mouth, pussycat. Fami on macchiato. Pronto. Anyways, I was going to say. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying that for some people, like Lee's protective streak could be mm-hmm. something that would make them want to drop their pants more sure. so than mm-hmm. Ezio. Mm-hmm. I'm just a very shallow human being. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I think we all are. Support it. We also ended on a very deadly dad. Yeah. Like, he is the deadliest dad. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, we were talking oh, yeah. you know, earlier, Sam Fisher, snap a fool's neck. Ezio's just stabbing motherfuckers every chance he gets. It's, it's great. It, it is kind of <laughs> cool. Like, and, and we've all probably gotten in trouble for stabbing someone we weren't supposed to. And, <laughs> oh, the sure. simulation resets. Uh, he didn't do this in real life. Yeah, whatever. I don't know why Don Pardo. He didn't do this in real life. <laughs> 
the hidden blade. <laughs> Your ancestors never killed civilians. <laughs> I'm a ghost. I think, um, you know, most of Assassin's Creed's characters have been parents by, you know, definition. Like, they, they all had to uh, give birth at some point for the animus to really work, to be able to, to go back and mine those genetic memories until mm. very recently. And yet, even Alexios and Cassandra still have something going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I did want to give a shout out to uh, at least another couple of assassins that have been awesome dads. Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, yeah. Super oh, yeah. sexy dad, and he loved kids. He was always, like, happy to play with kids and just, yeah. like, like spending time around Starts them. the game as sexy dad. Yeah, and then something <sighs> awful happens, and uh, still sexy, yet not a dad. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. What are the hottest couples in all of gaming history, though? Mm, that's a good question. Sly, Sly Cooper and Carmelita Fox immediately. No, I mean, I mean Bayek and his wife was one. Oh, they, they one, were of, one the, of I thought the, you said yeah. what are no, the No, sorry. That was couples. me burping while talking. Oh, I see, I see. Um, <laughs> no. Well, thanks, yeah. Rick. <laughs> there are there are morning. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, Ezio has this kind of charm to him. Mm. I mean, that's the whole point of his character. And I think that's why he just kind of meandered his way up to spot number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's the most likable character on Absolutely. this list. And, and yeah, it's it's one of those things like I, I, I kind of wish they'd make another Ezio game like that. That would be so cool. But oh well, his his, his cup really did raineth mm. over. He had how many more Assassin's Creed games has he had than any yeah, other Assassin's Creed he's protagonist? Got three games, right? Well, he's four actually. Yeah. Two uh, Brotherhood Revelations. Mm-hmm. Was there any of the side scrolls? There was two Discovery. So that uh, was him. Mm. Which one was this? Two Discovery? It was the DS one. Oh, okay. Yeah, where yeah, he goes yeah, to yeah. Spain and fights the Inquisition. The Inquisition. As one does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. No Monty Python references. Good for you guys. <laughs> We're growing up as podcasters. So I think for me, what separates him out from Sam Fisher mm-hmm. is just some of that dialogue that we heard. Where Sam Fisher, he's, he's got like kind of a scary dark streak. In yeah. Oh, he's very dark. Sam yeah, Fisher's like yeah. cold-blooded. Like Sam Fisher, you get at a party. Like get, get at a barbecue with Sam Fisher. He's one of those guys that you're going to try to get away from. Oh, there's there's... Ned, I'm going to go talk to him about his new mower. Like after, you don't want to talk to after you try making small talk with right. him, and it gets awkward. That's what fast. I'm saying. Yeah, you you would you would start, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh, this is a fucking weirdo, psycho guy." Mm-hmm. And whereas, yeah, Ezio's life with a yeah. party. Yeah. He's coming in there like, "Hey, Mazzavino." Also, I just Ed- murdered nine people, but hey, it's okay. Fucking, I'm gonna stab this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's just fucking. He stabbed Bob. Look at this fucking Look guy. guy. <laughs> I bet I can stick both of my knives up his nostrils. Uh, also, Edward Kenway, uh, the al- alcoholic pirate dad who uh, eventually learns to grow up by the end of the game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to count Haytham in there? Yeah, Haytham. Haytham's a pretty sexy dad. He's got the graying temples. He's. I guess. He's, he's got what he's you a need. He's a real Elena. dick, though. Ooh. Eventually. Tempar, yeah. Tempar, yeah. though, yeah. 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 No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Game's, what, five years old at this point? Yeah. 2012? Seven, seven years. Yeah. 2013, Jeez, was it? Well, it was just remastered, though. Mm-hmm. That's true. So technically, it's it's one or two years old, well, nah. one year old, not even like a month, two, yeah, a couple months old. Anyway, I don't know when games come out. Uh, anyway, that's been our top five sexy dads. We uh, we hope you've enjoyed it, and if you've been gritting your teeth this whole time, you can now relax. 
because we're gonna we're gonna take a little break in a minute and we're gonna talk about E3 stuff. Um, but before we do, are there any other sexy dads you guys want to throw a, li- a light oh, on? I mean, Octodad. Octodad, yes. I thought for sure you were going to throw Octodad on here. Let's not forget Fred Flintstone. He's also a dad. He's the sexiest. I didn't know if this one actually counted because I don't know that he sired children, but his genetics certainly did. Big Boss. Yeah. Big Boss. Big Boss, but I think... I think if you want to talk about dads, like Big Boss was an absentee deadbeat dad uh, who eventually decided for whatever reason he was going to take uh, Solid Snake under his wing. Again, not measuring how good a dad they are, just how you sexy. You really yeah. find Big Boss that attractive? He's Kurt Russell. He's fucking Kurt Russell. Yeah, there must Basically. be something wrong with me. Does nothing. <laughs> but But I think in Metal Gear Solid 4, you have this situation where Solid Snake and Otacon are essentially platonic co-dads. They're they're just best friends who are raising a daughter together in something straight out of an 80s sitcom. I was just about to say, (laughs) this is some kind of sitcom scenario here. And and she's not actually their daughter. It's a daughter of somebody who who died uh, fighting alongside them that they now feel an obligation to to raise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, Sunny. um, I got my period. What do I do? (laughs) 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 Let me go find another female video game lead to talk to you about that. Maybe Meryl has some ideas. (laughs) Johnny Sasaki. (laughs) Maybe that's what Johnny was always so scared of. (laughs) She wants to talk at periods again. I'm shitting myself in this barrel. Oh, he's shitting himself again. Okay. I guess that's different. Party. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay um well we talked we talked 2018 kratos would not go for old kratos on the sexy dad list but 2018 kratos Still? isn't 20 oh you mean me mean previous kratos not like i would i would not have 2018 put, kratos is kind of old kratos but i mean like yeah he didn't become sexy dad until 2018 god of war like, mm-hmm. because he actually became a dad he was a dad before. He was just an asshole dad. Yeah. He was a dad whose family had been and, killed and by not, him. Not really like he was. He was quote unquote sexy in the way that like Jason Voorhees is sexy. Like you oh, wouldn't God. actually want to fuck him. He's terrifying. Well, I mean, so why do you want to do it now? He needs to recover his health somehow. Because Michael. because he's mellowed and matured, and now he's just like he's just a big bear who might might protect someone instead of just indiscriminately killing them and smashing their head against or a, scar them psychologically a rock yeah <laughs> yeah well we you know we haven't seen how Atreus's entire childhood is going to play out so but know. he seems to be trying at least he's making it's an true. effort and that counts just for every something. time I look at him looks like he never showers which mm, mm. I mean who who in ancient times showered yeah but still I'm a modern woman mm. Mm. that's true. If you want to hear more of Michael and I's thoughts on God of War, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash laser time where you get exclusive access to the spoiler cast we did all about that game. Nice plug. Yeah. Maybe you can unlock uh, it. Yes. Yeah. Come on, people. You can do it. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do an Outer Wild spoiler cast. Oh, soon. we're talking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, other dad. All those mysteries. You know, you mentioned a dad. It's really going to spoil a series. But, <laughs> all right. So, if you, if you don't want to get spoiled... Um, I'm not even saying the game name because it will spoil it. Fast forward 30 seconds, but all right, they're gone. Nathan Drake, by the end of four, mm. sexy motherfucking dad. I suggested him. I know mm. you did. I know you did. But I feel like that would have been a true. spoiler just putting him on that top. I line. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's true. I wish Nolan North was my dad who also fucked me. 
I added the part that that wasn't in the Naughty Dog <laughs> game. No, the last part. <laughs> Since we brought up Metal Gear, what about Raiden? He's a sexy dad. He's a sexy robot dad. True. See, now you're now you get in weird territory. It's just any any male who's procreated sure. <laughs> and who is also in sexy. Game, yeah. yeah. In, in, in a game. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll get into E3 stuff and other stuff. So stay tuned. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. There will definitely be spoilers coming, and I got one of the greatest people ever to participate in a, a thought barrage on Endgame. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Baker. Wow, that's that's quite the intro. Greatest people ever. Um, Dude, but, just, you know. but I'm so, I have so many questions about the Marvel Universe. I've been texting with Brett. He asked me to relay some of his thoughts, but I just wanted to get the, get it out immediately because, one, I, I didn't feel Endgame was coming. Again, I'll, we'll keep the spoilers light for the beginning, but you really shouldn't listen to this unless you've seen it. The promotional materials don't tell you a fucking thing about this movie. I love it. It's it's crazy. I've never seen a movie hold so like hold so many cards back in its promotional materials. And I wasn't truly excited about the movie because they weren't really showing us what the movie was. I think there are about there are over a hundred surprises in this thing that you will not see coming. Yeah, every few minutes, and you know the the, the plot goes places that. You know, even if you know the comics, there might be like things where you think something's going to happen because you know the comics and then it doesn't. Above all else, though, it's just a good movie right. that is, uh, you know, kind of the perfect way to cap this whole 11 year journey we've all been on. Right. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. Welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time palavering and uh, befuddling about I don't I don't even know what I'm saying anymore because I'm just rambling. You know what? Let me start from the top. Uh, Michael. Thank you, Matt, for making that joke work. A bunch of stuff, smaller stuff, kind of has come out in the the past week. Uh, counting stuff that came out the week of E3 as well. Yeah, um, blood- two weeks. We were going two weeks because we, we had our little E3 episode. Yes. So. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is finally out! Yeah. I want to play this so bad. Yeah. So I was a Kickstarter backer, and I got the backer edition, and I was looking at this and reflecting, like, in 2015, uh, slightly in, in May, slightly more than four years ago, uh, I... Joined their the Kickstarter as a hundred dollar backer because not only did I want to see this kind of game get made, but I wanted my name in the credits of a game. It's like, yes, this is a life goal. I have to attain it. I can do it by just spending a hundred dollars. Since then, I think your, I've had my your name, name is in the. You've been like so yeah. My, my name has been in the credits of like twenty games, <laughs> <laughs> some of which I haven't really played. 
right. and, and and now, but now this is out finally. What? So you talk about you want this kind of game to get made? Oh yes. And having played Curse of the Moon, mm-hmm. what kind of game is this? It's game, a though? side-scrolling Metroidvania, Matt. Two point five D. Yes, specifically made by Koji Igarashi, okay. who uh, did all the. Like, is the reason we say Metroidvania instead of Metroid-like, right. which he did Symphony of the Night, he did all the, the Game Boy and uh, DS Castlevanias, like, you know, Portrait of Ruin, Dawn of Sorrow, all those games you love. Well, the reason we say Metroidvania is because Castleoid would just sound weird, Michael. Castle Troid. Oh, thank Castle you. Troy. <laughs> yeah, true. You just had one of those removed. Because the reason I was asking, it looks there's there's a lot of you know video I've seen of the game that looks 2.5D and side scrolling, mm-hmm. but then yeah, some stuff looks really 3D, and I'm like, oh, okay, did they? Dude, did you see that? The I mean, it's in the fucking launch trailer, but like the 8-bit levels. Oh yeah, they uh-huh. look so fucking authentically Castlevania. It is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like Castlevania, the ones that I played a billion times, the NES ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, inarguably, the Metroidvania ones are better games. But I, I don't know. It, it filled me full of song. I want this so bad. So, Michael, you played this one. I have. How is it? It's it's pretty good so far. Um, I uh, like however long ago it was that the beta came out. I was playing that on Steam, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to the point where I was up against Zangetsu, who's the samurai dude, who's also the protagonist in Curse of the Moon. Which one of the protagonists? There's, there's well, he's the main protagonist. He's the one you okay. start as. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, and he's played by David Hayter in in the new game. David Hayter. Hayter was probably a stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stretch that was that was less. David Hayter and more just like, oh. <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter. Ooh, tapioca pudding. Uh, <laughs> Dummy thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, so I, I've gotten past that point, uh, but... Like, it, it's, it seems really well put together. Some of the enemies you'll fight early on are really tough. There is a really intimidating... Uh, demon knight that's like twice your height and he has like a chainsaw sword that he swings at you but uh, I think like any other game of this type once you figure out you you identify the patterns that enemies attack in and you learn how to dodge and when to counterattack like it gets a lot easier a lot more quickly mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's very much in that symphony of the night dawn of sorrow vein where you are you know getting better and better weapons and armor and uh, you get new attacks as you like. You'll randomly absorb shards from different demons, and these shards will give you their powers or the ability to summon them. Mm. And uh, so, those are pretty important. So, a lot of RPG-like mechanics. Yes. How does the how does it play? How how is the combat? Because here's why I ask: is like we already had one of these on Kickstarter with Mighty Number no. Nine, mm-hmm. which this is much better than Mighty okay, Number. Because Mighty Number no. Nine, you know, it's, it's like, oh, that looks like Mega Man, and mm-hmm. then they didn't nail the feel of it. It didn't play like a Mega Man, and it was quickly forgotten. Mm-hmm. So this game plays like a Castlevania. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it plays like a Symphony of the Night type game. It, right. it doesn't seem quite as tight. Like there's a lot of wind up on the weapons. Like, uh, you know, the the things that I found are, you know. Miriam, the main character, is kind of slow to swing swords or maces or uh, big-ass claymores, but uh, it, it feels good. All right. um, I, I am kind of at the point where it's like, okay, I'm having fun with this. What I haven't really gotten is like that, that moment when just a game clicks in your head and you're like, holy shit, this is so fun. I have to keep playing this mm-hmm. indefinitely. But 
it, it delivers on its promise. And it's I scratching think. those itches. Of it those is. Other it games, is so. definitely okay. awesome. So speaking of games that haven't necessarily clicked for you yet, mm-hmm. Michael, Cadence of Hyrule, the mm-hmm. rogue, <laughs> roguelike rhythm based. Dungeon crawling Zelda game. I don't think you can really call it a roguelike. It it's, is. It just resets. It is. It is. No, there are certain. I mean, so. But okay. the map doesn't reset. The map seems to be the same. Uh, the enemy. So I've okay. So I've only played all the way through once. Uh, I've beaten the game, and that's only. Yeah. It, well, well, it's that's the <laughs> thing. Is it's not. It's not that long a game. You'll you'll probably beat this game in in a, in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It is, from my understanding, I was just kind of talking to other people at work who were playing it and stuff. I think certain elements are roguelike and, like, enemy placements might change or, or stuff. Or I think it is, like, the layout of the map. I, I don't know. Anyway. The map, the map stays the same. I think, like, when treasures respawn, they can be different okay. things. Hmm. So the thing is, if you played the original Crypt of the Necrodancer, and if you haven't, I suggest you do. It's, like, on sale for $4 right now, so go pick that up. That is a traditional, that is a, a rogue, you might call it a rogue light. But that is just just dungeons. The tile layout's different every time. Enemy layout's different every time. And so that's, that's kind of one thing that took a lot of getting used to is if you are a Crypt of the Necrodancer alumni like myself and kind of go in there th- expecting this to be that with a Zelda skin, that's not what this game is. This game is like it takes the gameplay from those games. Like you have to – when we say it's a rhythm-based dungeon crawler, it's like – you have to move to the beat, and when you move to the beat, it increases a multiplier that then helps with your score, and, and in some cases you can stack that with weapon damage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically the enemies also move to the beat, yeah. uh, and you have to figure out how to position yourself in order to use a weapon and kill an enemy. You know, yeah, and you can figure out, like, this enemy will... Pro tip, get that fucking staff as soon as yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. all about the, the spear. The spear, yeah. Yeah, because it hits guys two but, tiles away instead like, of one. But, like, you know, you identify patterns like, okay, so this enemy will move twice and then raise its arms to attack, yeah. so you just yeah. need to not be right in front and so, of it. Yeah, when it sometimes, does yeah, you'll like hop back a space to hop forward a space later and, and position mm-hmm. an attack. And, and if you've played Crypt of the Necrodancer, you will automatically recognize a lot of the patterns and you'll have a feel for it right off the bat. Yeah, it was weird because it, it, it comes in this pleasant shell of this thing you recognize with music you very much recognize. Mm-hmm. And it took me forever to wrap my head around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not forever. It's just like I'm saying that in a pleasant way where I had that moment where. I get to an area, I'm like, this is impossible and I'll never do this. And now I can just like wipe that shit clean in like two seconds. So that, yeah. so I'm, I'm so assuming you're satisfying. talking about a guy who you have a lot of Zelda experience, but you hadn't played Crypt of the Necrodancer. Is that correct? No, Chris? no, not at all. Okay. So that's what I was wondering is, so me having played that, the game, my one complaint against it is it's, it's a little too easy. But I was wondering if that was just because I had played so much Crypt of the Necrodancer that I'm like, oh, well, I know how to play this game already. And yes. It's, okay. Okay. So it's not, okay. No, it's, it's it's difficult to understand that you have to keep moving even when you're yeah. not moving yeah. towards the end. It, yeah. It's not super tough, but it's you know it's definitely challenging. You have to play it. You have to play it differently. And, and it, mm-hmm. but it looks like something you know how to play, or something with somebody my age mm-hmm. who loves Zelda games knows how to play. Right. And I don't, and you don't. It takes a little while. The thing is, what it is. So it's not you know the Crypt of the Necrodancer was roguelite, just dungeon crawling. This is a Zelda game with like an overworld map. And then, you know, there there are puzzles and there are secrets and there are dungeons to go in. And the dungeons are the closest to what traditional Crypt of the Necrodancer was like. You know, it's like you have this ring of light that you can barely see around you and you're exploring the dungeon and all that stuff. So this game actually does perfectly combine the best of both of those games. I will just say, if you are a Crypt fan and are expecting it to be more Crypt, it's not that. If you're a Zelda fan and are just looking for Zelda, it's not that. But if you want the combination of those two games... It's like the perfect combo of those games. Yeah, that's, that's what's weird. It is. It is hardly. 
It doesn't even feel much like a Zelda game. It's very pleasant, though. Yeah, but I think yeah. it, it'll it's a, it's anger a, fun, a lot of Zelda fans. It's fun a, rhythm action game, but it's it's not a Zelda game. Although it does nail the look of Link to the Past. Nails the look. Yep. The music, the way they integrate the Zelda music with the Crypt of the so Necrodancer good. music, it is it's soundtrack of the year so far for me. Now, mm. having not played Bloodstained, because that's going to have a good soundtrack as well. Like, yeah. Let's face it. By, so. by the way, if you enjoy the Zelda soundtrack, um, be sure to look at look at the John Stewart clip on Stephen Colbert because for some reason they go in and out the band with Zelda music and I just like it's one of those things I have to like sit back and like I got everything I wanted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the fucking Tonight Show band is yeah. playing Zelda music. Yeah. I can die happy I've seen all there is to why, see why, why am I sad all the time <laughs> this, is, this is everything I hope for well as a, as a Zelda fan and a Crypt of the Necrodancer fan I got everything I wanted with this game it's only $25 when, when's the last time you paid $25 for a Zelda game so uh, check it out it's really it's good true really good that's true that's true uh yeah yeah i i enjoyed like i enjoyed it quite a bit and really did like the challenge i thought it was way more challenging to get the hang of than i thought it would be Mm -hmm. and i I, i'm not good at learning new systems and i did uh you know because matt there's that those challenges were like if you drop the beat or get hit you can't open this treasure chest and i just for like an hour i'm like that's impossible i can wipe i can can just oh i can slide through it in my underwear see that's the thing is i I wish (laughs) there were more of those and what i'm hoping is on crypto the necrodancer because it started in early access like when i started playing it there was a lot less game than than if you go play now and so what i'm hoping is they support this game with live updates where there's more characters they introduce to let you play as that have different unique powers that they will put like some challenge modes in there that are just dungeons like crypto the necrodancer like if they add that stuff It'll easily be worth that 25 But the only warning and caveat I would have for people, if you played Crypt of the Necrodancer, it's not going to last very long, this experience, for $25. So just Yeah, you were there. saying it's a few hours, right? A few hours, yeah. So is there much replay- replayability to it? I think there is if you if you like the music. And yeah. There's something and it's very a little addictive. different if you play as Link or Zelda. Like, there's a different okay. starting or, position. Or, or the hero from Crypt of the Necrodancer who's also in there. She's in there for like, for like 10 minutes. You can play as her, though, later in the game. Oh, you, yeah, you can play as her later. Yeah. But she got her name in a Zelda game. That's crazy. It's like a... It's an indie game I barely heard. I still applaud Nintendo for doing this. Oh, I don't know really... how this is the first game of partnership of this type that Nintendo's put through. I find that very strange. So, yeah, with an indie. I mean, they've, they've done like yeah. the, the Hyrule Heroes or whatever that the Dynasty Warriors Hyrule game was. But um, so to answer your question, Alina, it's like that gameplay to me is very addictive. Like it's like any rhythm game. Like once you play a song once, do you want to go back and replay it? Well, it depends on if you like that song and how okay. much fun you want to have. So it has that aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another game that came out uh, also for Switch last week was, and this came out announced with the Nintendo Direct collection of Mana, which is... What the fuck? I can't believe it. It's like this came out after decades of I'm, me wanting it. Like, can so, I just say how proud of you I am that you actually said collection of Mana and didn't use the Japanese name? Because the people who are doing that, I'm just like, shut the... F- it's collection of Mana. Seiken Tensetsu. No, would, would you prefer I do my thing? Wait, wait. Don't do your I thing. Feel like- collection of Maga. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Gross. Way better than Final Failure, Seer. <laughs> Bozo Trigger. Collection. Did you just come up with that? That's pretty good. <laughs> wait, wait, I feel I like there's some back history I don't know here, Matt. Like, why the hatred for it? No, I just, I think it's obnoxious when we have an English series with an English name and then yeah. people who, who ne- well, aren't from Japan, never played the Japanese series, just the insist thing is, on calling it. It's uh, people who say, oh, the Mega Drive. I'm like, it was the fucking Genesis here, motherfucker. Okay, but Stop the, the thing that. with that is that... The game known as Seiken Densetsu 3 did not have 
a, a U.S. name until last week. I got you. Yeah. That makes sense. They they yes. named it Trials of Mana, and they showed off the remake first, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, this game that was never, like 24 years later, was never released in the U.S. despite Secret of Mana being wildly popular. I get you. We, so, we didn't yes, get that. We got yes. Secret of Evermore. That makes sense. That which, makes, was, okay, which was so, like a, a U.K.-developed sequel or U.S.-developed. That's like, it's okay to me if you call... Earthbound, Earthbound, and mm-hmm. Mother Three, Mother Three, because we don't know what Mother Three would be called over here, right? Yes. That makes that makes more <laughs> that makes more sense to me. But it, then that's like people here who played Earthbound and only call it Mother Two. I'm like, stop, just yeah. stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, but now it's it's Trials of Mana. It's playable in this collection with an official translation, and it is. Very different from Secret of Mana, because Secret of Mana is, you know, kind of a linear path action RPG. This begins, and you have, I think there are like six protagonists, and right off the bat, before you know anything about them, it's like, it asks you, who's your main character? And you just have to pick one. Like, okay, who, now who are the two supporting characters? And you pick them, and then you, you're launched into your main character's storyline, and we'll eventually meet those other supporting characters. But that's kind of a weird approach, that yeah. like... You don't you don't know anything about these characters. Now just pick one and the other three storylines yeah, maybe on another playthrough. Jesus. So Ooh, hard this, decisions. This is super exciting because like I think um we we we've known that there's this this software that you can dump an old ROM in, crack it open, make it new again, mm-hmm. but it can't give you an official translation for a massive RPG. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Somebody went to the effort. I'm gonna guess yeah. Nintendo paid for it. Uh Holy shit! This is really yeah. cool. No, it also it includes the Final Fantasy uh, handheld game, Final yeah. Fantasy Adventures. Oh no! Up, up until the Konami stuff, it's like the only Game Boy thing you can play on a fucking Switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was the original Seiken Densetsu. Yeah. Uh, so right. Secret of Mana was the the sequel to Final Fantasy Adventure, and then uh, but but yeah, it, it is weird. Like this is playable now, and uh, you have a bunch of different display options. You can see it in like. Black and white. Uh, I think green scale, maybe. You could do sort of like the the Game Boy Color sepia tone. Or like there's one that's actually like every individual pixel is drawn out with a white border around it. Oh, Jesus. If you want the really true to uh, the original feel. And you can also like resize the window. Like I want it to be top to bottom uh, with, with the rest of the screen. Or I want like a smaller window inside the screen that looks a little... A little nicer. I don't so, know. collection includes it includes Final Fantasy Adventures. We were saying includes okay. the the new one, Trials of Mana. Yes, and it has Secret of Mana, but not the Secret of Mana remake, the recent thing. No, right? okay, no, not that. Yeah, but nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> wants. Nope. And and I, I was like, oh, this is on my backlog, and I forgot. I think it's it's on my SNES Mini. Isn't Secret of Mana? Yeah, probably, I think it uh, is. probably, yeah. yeah. Should yeah. be if it's I not. It I mean, it was one of the first action RPGs in in the but states. But that's, that's di- like playing it on the go or in my bed or like outside on the porch. Like, fuck, that's that's amazing. Hmm. I'm very excited. I might get it. I don't know. I don't I can't afford yeah, shit right now. Patreon.com slash Laser <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. Actually, my my car has another Solid Snake exclamation point on it. That's hmm. all I'll say. Uh, the other game that is out that we've had a chance to play is Contra Collection. Hmm. Uh, and that was uh, basically announced at E3 that it was available. Because we talked about that game had been announced a little while ago. We didn't have the release date. And I want to say it was during Nintendo's 
press conference or their direct that they said, oh, it's available now. And so that's out there for $20, mm-hmm. and that is several of the early Contra games, but not yeah. not any of the PlayStation games. Which is okay. Like yeah. 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 It's just as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can miss those. Right. Um, but right. Contra 3, I think, is probably the gem of that collection because that is a game that I can replay endlessly. Like This is, this is like the perfect Contra game, and everything else is just like a curiosity or a dry run as far as I'm it's, concerned. It's fucked up. But Contra 1 has all the fucking nostalgic stank on it, mm-hmm. but every game got better and better. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. And I, I am kind of sad that there's no Contra Rebirth. That would have been great to see. But Or 4. Or yeah. Sharded Soldier. Yeah. Is Sharded Soldier on there? No, I don't no, think it is. That, that's yeah. the thing is you... You can easily see, just like the Castlevania collection, you can easily see a volume two of yeah. this coming. But they do have like two Probotector games, which are like the censored European versions. Censored? Yeah. yeah. I'm just really happy Konami has, something has stirred within Konami where they realize, um, well, we I guess we're not going to release new games. We've got an entire mine of old content that we can just re-release and make money off of. And I feel I feel like it's when I was a little kid growing up in the 80s and like, Ray Charles and Little Richard music were really popular again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You can make millions off your old catalog, you dumb fucks. Mm-hmm. Like, make some new shit, put it out, yep. release stuff. It, it, like, I don't know. I, I feel like we're gonna have to explain, to, like, the same way I have to explain to people how we didn't used to have comic book movies every fucking two weeks. <laughs> that we we used to have to wait for these games to come out or steal them or like pay hundreds of dollars for them. And I think that that's coming to an end, and that's wonderful. Yeah. And those, I mean, that's it uh, for the games that we could have had a chance to play. There's a couple games coming out at the end of this week that that we yeah. want to get our hands on. We'll probably talk about next week. So, my friend Pedro mm-hmm. is coming out at the end of the week, um, and then Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled also comes out. Mm. Uh, well, today when you're listening to this, sure. All right, all these games are out today when you're listening to this. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, a lot of new releases for E3 time that didn't used to happen. Mm-hmm. No, nope. uh, but yeah. Well, some reason it and, and I guess yeah, it's 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 like a thing. I'm like, yeah, we can't release a game during E3. It's like, no, that's exactly when you should release them because that's when people want to play stuff. True. Right. That's what, that's what everyone's endorphins are running super hot. And mm-hmm. like, in most areas, like, there's nothing to watch after like nine o'clock. Like, fire up fucking game. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, if that's it for new releases, then let's move on to. I hope to have a guest on a future uh, podcast, a bonus time. Um, uh, I got a buddy who is an editor, who is an editorial comic artist, which (laughs) was a thing I didn't know people still got paid to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not just like, oh, let the intern draw the political cartoons. And that's why it's all Peppies and MAGA. <laughs> no, I think I think I met the artist of Sm- behind Snuffy Smith the other day. Mm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's drawn by an artist. <laughs> I just assumed it was made by computers at this point. <laughs> like, just feed an AI well, a bunch of old. Bibbly, bibbly. Oh, now it's a Rick and Morty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Go and buy yourself some orange marshmallow peanuts. <laughs> 
It's my right. Snuffy Smith impression. Um, can't be the, can't be the I, I can't believe you actually uh, categorized and compartmentalized the news when we could just like just spew our impressions of E3. It's true. Well, I wanted to start with some pre-E3 news. Um, uh, we got no time for pre-E3 news. Well, Google, this is Google. Google came out there yeah. and finally gave us some details about Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was bad. Which was kind of <laughs> leading into E3. Yeah, so... It's different because uh, you know me. Thought. I was mad hype for it, but like yeah. that, that price point didn't. It just does, it's not enticing. Well, at all. which price point? Because there's several things that it, it's confusing, and so let let's break it down for you guys. So what they announced, there will actually be two tiers of Stadia. There's going to be Stadia Pro, which is going to be ten dollars a month, and that's where you're going to get up to the 4K resolution, 60 frame per second, surround sound. You can buy games whenever you want. And then that will include the occasional free games, sort of like a Games with Gold or a PlayStation Plus where you get some free games for being a member. They didn't give that many specifics other than to say you're going to get the Destiny collection. Okay, fine. The game that's going to be free to play by the time that comes out. <laughs> exactly. Then there is the Stadia Base Edition, and that is free, but not really free. Yes. All that is is you get to stream the games for free. You have to buy all of the games, though. And so right. using the service. So... That will be up to 1080p, not 4K, still 60 frames per second, only stereo sound. And again, you have to buy the games from their store. Here's the thing. You can't actually start playing on that until next year. If you are hype on Stadia, or Stadia as Chris continues to insist to call it, you have to buy the Stadia Founders Edition, which is $130. That's what that controller will cost you that's the controller the special you get an ultra google chromecast and it includes an ultra chromecast Mm -hmm. and includes three months of the pro and but those are the only people who will be able to play stadia this year you have to buy into this 130 dollar thing and this to me sounds like a major lack of commitment michael already pre-ordered yeah yeah well i have to so i can talk about it on this show this to me wipes out the one competitive edge that i was saying they had which is no barrier to entry they just gave themselves $130 $130 barrier to entry. By this time, I mean, probably Xbox Ones and PS4s will be $130 for holiday sales this year or something like Which that. Which I don't really understand. Like, they want us to pay more f- to beta test their shit for months and play a broken thing. But I, I guess, like, we're, people, I don't know, like, my attitude is more like, um, I don't know, futurist when I'm looking at it. Like, I don't expect it to work flawlessly. When my, my bummer was when they um, stated the bandwidth options or the bandwidth guide. <laughs> and, and I saw a bunch of the LTC posting stuff like, y'all motherfuckers are posting your, your fucking your download speeds, not your upload speeds. <laughs> like well, that's, all that matters you is, look at the, all that matters is look download. At the, upload, huh? doesn't, upload doesn't really matter so much for the streaming games. It really is the download. Are you are you kidding? Of course it does. Mm, not I, no. I'm pretty sure that's what they were talking about. No, They're talking no. about upload speeds, no. not download when speeds. When they when they talk about that 50 bit, bit per second thing minimum, there's no way that's, that's upload because no, no one has that. Unless no, the, you the, have... They maxed it out at 35, but like I have the second highest grade internet I can get in my town and I get 23. Right, right, but there's no way that upload no, that's, speeds that's would download. ever be that that's... for most people in the U.S. Yeah. That would be crazy it's down. for them what to require that. What they're talking about is down. Because yeah. the only thing you're having to send up are some commands from your controller, and those are literally yeah, little The bits. gameplay, otherwise you're watching a movie. But the gameplay, all you're sending through is inputs to a server. Inputs right. are like a bit at a time. They're nothing. It's an on or off command. It really isn't, isn't know, a man. lot, man. So the speeds laser time community members are posting. Where the fuck do you live? Like on a space well, station? Well, like that's Jesus, the they problem were like, with yeah. this whole service, though. Like, so we talk about this at my work. Yeah. Uh, with, 
by the way, I'm not. I'm here in a personal capacity as a thank you at work. Please don't fire me. Um, They're not listening to this. You're fine. <laughs> Same. That always Same. works. I'm, I'm also just personal <laughs> capacity. I'm just, but I'm just saying we talk about this at work, and the yeah. problem with having a service like this in the U.S. is that if you want everyone to get on board. Some people just can't. Okay, well, well actually, what I was talking about, the people in the LTC, they were posting, like, 200. Like, they, oh, you mean that were, way? They were really good numbers. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, I live in the area. Po- again, they're posting down, and I swear to Christ, they were talking about upload, no. like, up speeds. I swear. No. That's, no. More, no. I, I was pleasantly surprised by the download speeds a lot of community members were posting. Very few people are going to have that trouble. Anyway, so... I don't know that splitting your audience is a great idea right off the bat. I don't know I that... it's a terrible so idea. So here's the question I have, and uh, I really should know this, but I'm blanking. When is the pro service starting? I think you actually even just said That's this, this a moment fall. ago. It's this fall. So this it's fall... So let's say... So I don't understand the point of them offering this $130 thing, because what you could do for this for less than $130 is just sign up for the freaking pro service for a few months and then just quit. I don't think you can... So like Chris said, you're basically signing up to beta test it. So the only way to play it will be getting one of these founders things for a few months, and then next year you can sign up for Pro for this $10 a month, and that's when oh, you can use okay. your controller and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. And, all right. and I, I thought misunderstood. It, was, it was mildly irritating that they, like, here's the, the price of our Pro service, and here's our speed guidelines. Like, well, some of this is going to require people to update to, to ratchet up their bandwidth fees. That That's so, what I oh, thought yes. you guys were referring to is, is the caps. Because I could see a lot of people hitting their bandwidth caps so and having to pay bandwidth, fees. Bandwidth is a problem. Um... Data caps are going to be a problem. Yeah, data caps. Sorry, not bandwidth. Um, well, I'm even bandwidth though, because like, so what I thought you were talking about speeds. I thought you were talking about people who have trouble getting, like Chris was just saying, more than even like twenty or thirty down. Yeah, yeah I, I, that is an issue, and that is something that Google, their answer hasn't been the greatest answer. It's just, well, the internet finds a way. You, you know, it's it, yeah, they, they keep saying that it'll work they're, itself they're talking out. About they want to start their own internet service. They're just not allowed because the monopoly, the Well, they tried. <laughs> they had to withdraw <laughs> from trying. a couple of markets yeah, yeah. cuz it wasn't working out for them. Yeah. Or at least one market. I, I, I might be exaggerating. To my, knowledge, to my knowledge, they still very much want to do that and they Of course are they do. Not allowed because there's bigger, older money involved. No, this that's also very true. Yeah. And uh, oh, well, I forgot what it was PC Gamer I reported the shit they actually like broke it down and it's like if you if you're using this on Comcast capable on Comcast uh, a Comcast capable data cap do you know how to say this better than me um, so like a one terabyte yeah like the one cap. terabyte monthly mm-hmm. data cap yeah it's like it's like you have pretty much you're you're you bought them out at twenty hours of four K footage four yeah. K gameplay a and month and that's exactly. probably assuming that you don't stream on Netflix you don't stream anything yes. else, yeah. you don't that's download just porn yeah, just you don't do anything yes you don't constantly <laughs> upload uh, Flintstone remixes to YouTube that too uh, I'm talking about Matt <laughs> maybe here. you don't and and uh, and yeah and like and so I think that like. They just pretty much said, like, if you want a game in 4K, stick with physical. That's what they said to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, in general, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like myself, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'll try out this base, the base level, the, the free nice. one. Uh, get my 1080p streamed stuff on the go. Or what I'll probably do is wait for Microsoft's solution. Because I that is included. That. That's 
Microsoft has an advantage in that they have Game Pass Ultimate, which leads me to the next big news, the actual, let's get into some actual E3 news and start with the Microsoft press Yeah, I can't believe you motherfuckers are talking about Stadia when there's a new Battletoads coming (laughs) that was introduced with the pause music from the NES game. We're just just doing the highlight here. You see the show notes? You see the show notes? Just contrast. I'm looking to see what's not on there. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm outraged. Abomination. And and by the way, kids, the art style doesn't suck. It's authentic to the 90s. You just weren't really there. I was. (laughs) And I watched everything on Fox Kids. And that that looks like Fox Kids the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Microsoft press conference um, will lead with... If there had been a Battletoads cartoon that was done by the same production company that did Hammer Man, Mm -hmm. it would have looked like this. Hammer Man! Anyway. Xbox! Xbox. Oh, my God. So much good stuff. A lot of good news. Let's start, though, with the stuff kind of related to Google. They announced... Remember how we were saying... Right before E3, they announced the Game Pass for PC. I can't believe you messaged me about that before 9 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm a dad. I am <laughs> up before 9 on a Sunday. It. You didn't have to answer the message. Yeah, I, just I was like, why are you it? telling me about this this early? Did you have like some sweet insider knowledge? No. No? No. Of course not. I did not. No. I promise. It wouldn't be possible for you to do it at 9 a.m. otherwise. I promise I didn't. <laughs> no, what, what, no what, I, what, what had been announced was the they... They pre-announced the PC Game Pass because that happened like this Friday or Saturday. And mm. then what I was saying is I was like, I bet that'll be included with Game Pass if you if you have it on Xbox. And sure enough, they announced Game Pass Ultimate, which is a different tier, but it's basically like the same cost. So basically you get Xbox Game Pass mm. and Xbox Live mm-hmm. and it includes the PC Game mm-hmm. Pass. And right now they're running a promo. It's only going to be a dollar. For a month, for a month. Yeah, and, so let, and people then, tr- and let people and try it that, out. It's fifteen dollars a month. First one's free, which basically is the cost of Game Pass plus your. If you buy Xbox Live a year, you know the year thing, it's sixty bucks, right? So that's five dollars yeah. a month, right? So this is basically giving you Game Pass and Live for fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. which is what you'd be paying. So you get the PC one rolled in there for free. What I think they'll also roll in eventually. They're talking a lot about their X X Stream X Cloud X Cloud. X Cloud, I think. Mm. XCloud will be part of that. Like if you watched uh, Phil Spencer was on what? the giant bomb, the, like the you know the yeah. E3 at night thingy, mm-hmm. and he's really hyping up that XCloud and how he's his vision of people being able to right. play their shit anywhere. Yes, but I don't know if it would stay at fifteen dollars. I, I think if mm, they got to pay for the server somehow. Uh, I know, but like Microsoft, you, you remember, got... remember like when you got an Amazon Prime account and they kept adding shit. And I mean, I hope they do it that way, but getting. I could see them tacking on another five dollars. I, th- I think it'll be on at least for a year or two. It'll be at that price, and then yeah, eventually everything. Yeah. I, th- I think Microsoft is after being the Amazon Prime of games. I mm-hmm. hope so. And, uh, That'd yeah, be nice because. So here's the thing: just hopping back to the Stadia thing, just real quick for yeah. contrast. No, for My it. biggest concern about it is that it's Google, and Google cannot commit to projects. Nope. So, yeah. Uh, they do. Uh, I mean, we, Android's we, we the only thing that's consistent. We communicate on Google Hangouts, which is apparently going away, going the way of Google Wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys remember Google Allo? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, Allo, which I was texting Sam and Sarah on up until <laughs> that shutdown was announced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I Google. I gather all the news for the show using Feedly because my Google Reader account uh, got yeah. shut down because oh, that miss, was, Google uh, Reader was amazing. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, no I shit. fucking miss Google Reader so bad. So good, yeah. but yeah. So that's my biggest concern. Whereas something like this, uh, yeah, I mean. Microsoft's committed, so if you do it, yeah. then it should stick around for a while. I, don't, I can't believe we're talking about all this boring streaming yeah. and all this shit when we can have 
Keanu fucking Reeves to talk breathtaking. about. You are all breathtaking. No, um, you are. Keanu, you're breathtaking. You are breathtaking. That, that guy who yelled that Dude, was seriously, getting something free. My moment of the show was that audience guy. I love that mm. guy. <laughs> Only a pro like Keanu could have kept wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves appeared on stage uh, during the presentation for Cyberpunk, which, dude, that moment where they're showing the Cyberpunk trailer and then it like scrant- scrolls up from you just see this body in this silver metal arm. And you see Keanu take off the sunglasses. You go, holy shit! They fucking did it. They put Keanu, Mister Cyberpunk, Keanu Reeves, not a cameo in the Cyberpunk either. It's game. a major role. He's a major. He's basically he's like with you the entire game. He's like in your head, apparently. Mm. Yeah, I think he's already in the internet's head, dude. And also in the internet's. It's pants. fucking that, that Neo. Guy's, that guy's year has been so insane. I oh. know. He's got an extended cameo in uh, what is it? Uh, Always be my maybe. Yes, yes. The Netflix movie. He's Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4. John Wick 3 is apparently amazing. I haven't seen it because I've been rewatching John Wick 1 and 2 yeah. so much. Uh, Bill and Ted 3 is happening. And then fucking Cyberpunk 2077. Like, what What cool stuff can't this asshole touch? And there's talks of him going in the MCU. The same people who <laughs> complain about excessive violence in video games are the ones who, like, will gush over John Wick movies. Like, he shoots, like, two dudes in the head a second in these movies. In the John, John yeah, Wick's yeah. body count is already higher than Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees <laughs> combined. Yes. Yeah. So it's really good is what I'm saying. Basically, what I'm excited about is Johnny fucking Mnemonic is in a cyberpunk game. <laughs> Stop uh-huh. it. I love Johnny uh, Johnny, yeah, Johnny Utah. It all comes full break. circle. Johnny Utah and Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic based on a William Gibson book. If William Gibson is, kickstarted cyberpunk. If there is not a cybernetic dolphin mm-hmm. in, tw- in cyberpunk 2077, I'll be disappointed. Hmm. That was you a, might be I disappointed. Mean, I'll be shocked if that game hits 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing. Is it, it's coming out in 2077. April 16th, 2020 mm. was the release date announced for that game. It, it was, was that, just out of curiosity, was that weird for you? Like, like I remember I was talking to someone like, no, everything's coming out in 2020. I'm like, yeah, that's six months from now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> We've <laughs> yeah. always used yeah. that as a, like, a, a, a faraway sci-fi term that we never think is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird to me, though, is... Q1 2020, assuming all these games do get released in that time frame, Q1, Q2, is going to be bigger than holiday 2019 in terms of big releases. Mm. Like, a lot of stuff is stacking up, yeah. which, which we'll get to. So, so yeah, they announced that one's coming April 16th. Phil Spencer then went on, he presented uh, Project Scarlet, which is yeah. Xbox's long-rumored new console. Which is very intriguing. Does uh, 4K 60 FPS out the gate. Out the um, gate. Can go up to... To 8K, they said? I okay. don't yeah. think that's going to be for games, though. Did they claim 120 frames a second? They said up to... So they so the trailer was interesting because as someone who works uh, more with technology now, like on the PC uh, component side of things, they were just throwing out all these phrases that mm-hmm. were like, you know, the words you expect to hear when you're talking about PC gaming, PC hardware, that kind of yeah. stuff. So they're saying, you know, variable refresh rate. So they're talking about FreeSync, that kind of thing. Um, they said frame rates up to 120 frames per second. Um, God, what else did they say? There's just a bunch of yeah, stuff. Something like about they, they, The presentation Nogis that they had reminded me a lot of what they'd already said about the PlayStation 5. And that, like, it's gonna fo- it seems like it's going to focus more on performance than raw power like mm. and and obviously they were they were hyping that up too but it it seems like we're sort of being cautioned like don't expect another quantum leap in graphics yeah. but we will have games that load a lot faster yeah. we're going to have ssds they mentioned uh, it wasn't just me I, I was trying to remember they i think they did mention ssd which that's ps5's like big talk selling point yeah, right yeah, now yeah. is how yes. fast it loads did you guys see the story though from i think it's the platinum games the uh, the head of studio he he came out and just 
he's like, yeah, the next gen's not super exciting. It's sort of just more of what we've been used to, just slightly more powerful. He's more excited about streaming platforms. There you go. Um, I don't know. From my perspective, from my perspective, though, going from those ancient uh, CPU cores in the current generation to Zen 2 and Navi is going to be quite a leap. Just Mm. for... It's my favorite part of Disney's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> the Navi experience. I'm dying to... By the way, I am I am wearing my Pandora shirt right now. <laughs> the abs of the Navi. It is, of course, laundry day. Thank you for not letting me hang out there. Sorry, the I'm so I'm so into the specs right now that I was like, wait, you want me to switch gears? I can't. My brain is no, 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 avatar. Yeah, why would you take me out of my happy place and send me there? Yeah. Avatar is my happy place. Uh, well, I'm glad we can occupy different places then. (laughs) (laughs) You're just lucky I didn't put any big blue dudes with tails on our sexy dads list. (gasps) Why would you do that? Right? Someone doesn't want to go to Pandora this Christmas? (laughs) No. 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 Tell me more about Pandora. I'd like to open up. (laughs) Thank you. God damn it. You made me do it. Uh, but it, I, but you, you have to ad- you have to admit from like uh, like just reading the zeitgeist how weird it is that Sony and Microsoft have officially announced new systems and it doesn't really seem to matter. Well, it's it it's they're, they're for next year though. Yeah. That's the thing is th- th- it'll matter next what? year when everyone's talking. It does. Th- th- it, sh- it should be like number like number one priority. Like Microsoft announced their new console at E3, and it's it it was hardly the most. Keanu Reeves Keanu telling someone they were coverage. gorgeous, yeah. like had, well, had more. I don't. Headlines. I think that's the whole point, though. I think mm. the if you really dig into the details of the Project Scarlet information, one of the things they're emphasizing is support for pre- previous generations. And I, that's, I thought was exactly. I thought that was cool mm-hmm. as shit. Right, like, like something nice for Xbox owners. All your disc will work, even though we're not really. We're working on things other than physical media. Yeah, right. If, if, they, if they say like you can throw out all those other boxes, all your games will work. I'd like that's music to my ears. Sure, but I think the other thing too that they kind of got across in that presentation is that stuff like the stream, their streaming service, is to help everybody who can't afford to get the latest and greatest hardware. Right? They don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very. I mean, Phil Spencer came out on stage and specifically said it's all about the games, which to me was a direct setup to contrast the whole Don Matrick debacle that happened when they announced the Xbox One, right? So what he's saying is like, look, I mean, Don Matrick's the one who said, hey, if you don't want to be always online, then stick with your 360, which was something that pissed off everybody, right? Like, they were super excited for the next gen. And then that was basically telling them to go shove it. Um, Wasn't that Adam Worth? Was it? I don't know. Maybe, sorry. He got in trouble for that. Somebody got in trouble for it. Under Don Matrick's I mean, he, he works uh, for Zynga now. <laughs> yeah. So I just felt like that was part of the whole thing where it's like, it's not about the hardware. It's about the experiences you get on it. It's about how you, we're going to try to give you as many ways to get access to it. We're not going to try to gate this off so that you have to spend five, $600 for like the latest and greatest hardware. Yep. So I felt like it was almost on purpose that they took off some of the mm-hmm. focus on just like, hey, here's the latest and greatest hardware. We got to move on, but I just want to say one yeah. thing really quick. I think this is also a function of we had these weird half-step consoles this generation yeah. with mm-hmm. the Xbox mm-hmm. One X and the mm-hmm. PlayStation well, 4 Pro. I think I think that's one thing. I also think we're getting older. 
this is and and it's been six years, years since this this yep. console generation was introduced. Yep. So it's kind of expected by this point. We're due an upgrade. Yeah. And it's kind of it's moved into more of that territory. It's like, all right, what's the next upgrade? Rather than like, oh my god, new consoles, new graphics, new everything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but but a a I think. Um, Younger people, the last console generation was even longer, so they're they've been sort of, you yeah, know, conditioned to like, oh wow, a new console already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and two, we were we were talking on bonus time just about like, what more do you want your phone to do? Because everything they announced that my phone can do nowadays, I wasn't asking for and don't really need. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got seven hundred thousand megapixels in a portrait mode. I have no idea what that is, but thank you. Also, I think thank you so the real-time ray tracing, that's going to be much bigger than any of right. us are yes. giving like credit for. That. I'm really interested to see what the details of that are going to end mm-hmm. up being. Like, this this was explained to me recently as, like, no, the reason Pixar movies look as good as they do is because they have ray tracing, but the thing is, like, you could never do it in real time. It always had to be, like, done by to each frame. And now that we have technology... Over the course of, just, like, several days in a... Pro- I've yeah. been to that lab. Yeah. It's crazy. And now we just have games... We'll have games that can just do this on the fly, and that's amazing. Yep. One game that will probably do that on the fly. Uh, they also showed a little bit more Gears 5, and then they had a surprise announcement. There's a Terminator Yay. crossover, and Linda Hamilton is Sarah Connor in the... I feel like this got overshadowed by the Keanu cyberpunk moment, mm-hmm. but like the fact that Terminator's in Gears 5 is kind of Are you cool. sure that's what overshadowed it, or was it just the weird trailer with the whole like, acid trip vibe? That trailer vibe? was weird. That was right, a weird like that. I think her moving her head, yeah, like that. I know, but that's, like mm. it's that we forget because four didn't do it, but that was always Gears thing to make an anachronistic trailer. Yeah, mm. that's true. It's a, it's a game about manly violence. Where we're going to put yeah. a super soothing song mm. and odd visuals in yeah. here. Yeah, and I think we all forgot about that because Gears <laughs> doesn't matter as much. The other thing that that got confirmed was the George R. R. Martin and From Software collaboration, Elden yeah. Ring. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring is a thing; it's happening, um, and it's it's like a all we know is it's a I think open world so Souls like is what they said. So. Yeah, it's a very interesting mashup. Yeah, speaking of interesting mashups, the final piece of Microsoft news: um, they acquired Double Fine. Yeah, yes, yes. Good for them. that's the worst news of E3. Why? What? Because like like everything Double Fine does well will be the first thing to go the second that studio or Microsoft starts start struggling. That is not the kind of stuff that uh, I mean. I could be I could be totally wrong about that. I think like the I same think way they were making fun of that. Like Tim Tim yeah. Schaefer was out there saying like Oh yeah we're excited to help out and like contribute something to the next Halo or whatever Microsoft and Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, and, and they're be like Forza DLC a year from now. No Tim Schaefer of Double Fine, we want you to uh, pursue your artistic vision. And he's like, Oh thank God. The, I mean, you're right on on that end. Like the same way Sony brought us, you know, games like fucking why am i at a lot shadow of the colossus games mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily like we know we're not going to make millions on off this but it'll be really cool to have it exclusive to our platform yeah. it would be cool to have a game like psychonauts exclusive to Microsoft sure. platforms mm-hmm. uh that would be amazing and probably a good buy but i have a feeling it's going to be bad i don't know they don't, a, they don't put enough content uh i think i feel like Microsoft i feel taste. like tim schaefer's fully aware of it because did you all see the the little like fake like uh, trailer thing that yeah, was going around Twitter, out. yeah, it was great, and it's like he just hits that like straight on with that. I think Microsoft has been buying up a lot of studios and letting them do their own. Yeah, thing. I agree that with that too. I think it's great for Double Fine, which is it's tough to be an indie studio and to kind of not know where the money's going to be mm-hmm. coming from next project and. Uh, fig.org. Oh. or <laughs> to, I, that, that's actually a great question. What happens to Fig with this? But 
to have the security of having a Microsoft own you, and hopefully Microsoft will let Tim and and company do their thing and keep being weird because that's what we love about Double Fine. Is I know, but weird cor- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, listeners. I think if you were an indie developer, Double Fine was your benchmark on what to be, and they just sort of sold out. And, and not, 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 I don't want to say sell out. It's not the '90s anymore. Selling out is what you're supposed to do, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but sellouts. But 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 like I I don't know how this ends well for them. I think it could be really well though. I yeah. mean, I almost felt like them doing that was because they looked at a studio like Telltale and said, "Well, shit." Yeah. You know, look at Rare. Microsoft bought Rare, right? right? And Rare has had kind of a string of flops. They they haven't had a ton of success with Sea of Thieves, um, and Microsoft has still let them Connect do their sports. thing. No, you, yeah. you don't see a lot of first and second party closures in terms of those studios. Yeah. Mass layoffs. Yeah. So I think it's great in that it enables Double Fine to have a little bit of security, which they probably need, and and probably to do stuff bigger. Because the problem is they were having to release these smaller games yep. just to keep afloat. Mm-hmm. This enables them to do like a Brutal Legend 2, to, to spend the time and the money needed mm-hmm. to go create a sequel to a game that no other publisher would give a chance. Phil Spencer is just weird enough where he's like, no, nah, fuck it, I want to see Brutal Legend 2. I love that game. No, like, I he's, think you're absolutely right he's, about he's that. Not, he's all about the games. Like He's not fake when he says that shit. Like, yeah. he, I can tell he loves playing games. And, and to buy Double Fine, a company that is traditionally like, they, yeah, the, they're a little expensive in terms of the games they make. And they don't, they're like the Kevin Smith of video games in that they kind of have a cap on their box office or, or their sales for these games. Like, they... They don't, you know, they only sell a certain amount. And so Microsoft said, like, no, nah, we believe in that. And we're okay with a string of decent hits. Like, that's fucking cool to me. That's cool as fuck. And, and that Microsoft seems to be okay with selling their games on different platforms. Mm-hmm. It's a different, like, <laughs> it is a different Microsoft, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I almost weird. think in some ways for, like, under Phil Spencer's uh, direction, they are collecting these prestige studios almost like the way we collect shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where it's like they get to kind of, without having to expend their own, like, resources directly, like, you know, training up their own studio, they just acquire the best out there and then they just let them do what they're going to yeah. do. I mean, it's a lot better than, like, in the 90s when they were buying up small properties and then <laughs> shutting them down. Well, it's a very different Microsoft. Yeah, very different sure. Microsoft. So, um, moving along. We gotta, we gotta keep going. Can't so wait to hear Jack Black scream, Jablinski! Oh. In, in the next uh, Brutal Legend. Uh, so, the next big first-party press conference, or direct, in this case, was Nintendo. And um, I'm just gonna go with the biggest announcements. So we'll start with the thing everyone's been asking for. The banjo, the kazooie, are in the smash. No! That was... The coolest piece of media of all of E3. I mean, that was pretty great. It was, it was a good reveal. It, it's no Breath of the Wild awesome too, reveal. but no, no. But the, the the reveal trailer itself was phenomenal. Uh, the thing with Donkey Kong and they yes, they kind of did it's, the tease. It's yeah. one of the best. It, it might be. Uh, it should be nominated for an Oscar for best animated short. It's, it's <laughs> the best. It was super cute. Yep. And then Michael already said they're, the big thing at the yep. end of their press conference yep. though was. The Breath of the Wild too. Uh, okay, they just confirmed they're working on it. I I, I loved. Uh, I saw somebody reacting on Twitter with like Nintendo. Here's a desiccated corpse. Uh, art Twitter. Uh, oh man, Ganon's a hottie. <laughs> Rehydrated Ganon corpse. Oh my it god. Like, it was like desecrated corpse, and then like the Japanese version of like a dancing banana and an under construction gift. <laughs> so like, we're working on it. Here's what's crazy to me is I know a lot of people after the Nintendo Direct they're like, oh that's it, Nintendo One E Three. 
taking a step back, so having a, a, you know a week separate from mm. this, I'm mm. looking at like all the Xbox news, and then I'm looking at Nintendo's news, and it, pretty much the biggest stuff was Banjo Kazooie. There was the Contra Rogue Core thing, okay, and then it That's Breath of the Wild cool. two new Contra game, holy shit! But they're, I mean, but Breath of the Wild two is awesome, but they're like on that alone, they're like Nintendo just won E three again, and I'm like, yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, I wish for a lot of reasons, I wish I could go in my brain and tamper with things, but I wish I could <laughs> erase having played Breath of the Wild and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that like finally, like you know how many systems in the in the last three generations have had more than one Zelda game? It's fucking rare. Yeah. Well, he, that's the thing is, maybe, hopefully this will come out on the Switch. They just said they're working on it. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't say when and, it's coming. And I think, I can't remember if it was IGN or Kotaku that said, Nintendo has not specifically denied that it will have a co-op or yeah. playable Zelda. The, the thing that does give me hope for this generation, it it looks like it's using a modified version of the overworld map from Breath of the Wild. How can you tell? And then the story that came out was that the reason, basically, they had so many DLC ideas. Yeah, that's that they what needed I read to too. Make. Totally, it's Majora's Mask, and that sounds fucking awesome. I was thinking about this because I went back and I replayed the DLC, and I'm like, are they gonna give you a new map? Is this still gonna be set in Hyrule? And you know, look if you look at the the Heroes Path thing, it's just like. I have explored maybe ten percent of this map. Is that the little Jeffrey thing from the yes. Family Circus? Yeah, where you can. You, <laughs> it's it's me. a green line that shows you exactly where you went at every moment of the game, and it's just like, yeah, I can see like, okay, it's just concentrate around like path to a shrine, path to a shrine, path to a shrine. Ooh, this Direct. guy really doesn't like the snow areas. <laughs> yeah. You're right, I don't. So yeah, based on that announcement alone, I think a lot of people said Nintendo won. But wait. Of course, there's one more first party that had their press conference, and that was Sony. That's right. Sony wasn't at E3 this year. But you know who was? Square. And Square did a press conference, and they showed the Avengers game. And again, that's another Q1 game. Also, Ubisoft, full disclosure, I work for them. Yes, that's coming after Square. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, Avengers. People are really rough on that Avengers game. Coming, well... The Needlessly best, so, I would say. The best pictures I saw. It's because they can't get. They didn't get the likeness rights of the actors. Yeah, because that's fucking expensive. They expensive. already spent all the money on the Avengers the license. Best yeah, the, I, the only games that bothered to do that have been terrible. I miss this controversy. The, the best picture I saw was the comparison of the Spaceballs stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like all of these like. Oh, I gotta look this up now. Yeah. So Avengers. I will will say it's a little. It seems a little hokey and desperate that Square and Crystal like really leaned more towards the MCU rather than like you could have done picked any character design for any of these characters and you chose the ones that looked like the most like they could be done in a screen test right (laughs) next to you with a fucking webcam. That's a little bit of a bummer, but like, dude, they don't look like bad character models compared to modern game design at all. No. They have the who's who of video game voice acting, though. So they, yes, they, as part right. of that presentation, they had like a a, a panel with Nolan North oh, and Troy Hulk. Baker are oh, both two like of the, uh, Laura Bailey and Jennifer Hale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they One are or both the Avengers. Of those, I can't remember. It's like well, we couldn't get likeness rights, but we can get the best damn voice actors money can Fuck buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Avengers coming March fifteenth, twenty twenty. Again, one of those Q one games. Uh, here's okay. Here's something that I do not understand though. Five days later, same company, Square, we get episode one or whatever, the first version, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming. March 20th, 2020. Why would you do that to yourself? Two huge games within five days. Motherfucker, you are going to buy both of those and you know it. I don't want want to dogpile on negativity, but like, 
like how what is it what, what do they say what do they say the first game giant air quotes would comprise Midgar, it's Midgar. It? It's Midgar, and it's two Blu-rays worth of Holy content. Holy shit! Wait, just for... Just for Midgar. Uh. Just for, like, the first hour of the original game. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I don't think... A, I don't think this game is ever getting finished, ever. Right. Um, or they're just trying times. to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I, don't, I, sw- I think it's more incompetent. <laughs> they're not able to tell <laughs> us how both? many games total it will take to do all of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. But they're, all, they're already offering premium special editions for the first hour of this remake. We're going to be playing this game until we die. We know that, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's the point of this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the only people who are going to buy this game are the ones who, like... Loved Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, I don't think so. I, I think I think a lot of people are going to yeah. play this game. This was really? yeah, this was I several people's all, game There's no the Final Fantasy Sixteen hmm. anywhere on the horizon. This is yeah. going to be the new it, Final it's, Fantasy it's, game. It's all new combat. The same way Resident Evil Two was the new Resident Evil game. Yeah, right. It, yeah, it does remind me a lot more of the Resident Evil Two remake. It's, it's so. weird to me because like I remember back in when I was at Games Radar, like I got into arguments with uh, with I think uh, Hollander Cooper, who was like saying if they were to remake Final Fantasy today, Final fantasy 7 like they would have to do so much work it would be such an expensive project i'm like all we want is a fucking rescan like we just want it to look modern but play the same but that's not what this well, is you, it is absolutely you, you, not good news if you like final fantasy 8 mm. well th- well yeah that's the yeah they also announced the final fantasy 8 remake um not remake uh, remaster remaster is coming finally that's the one kind of like mm-hmm. The, the one the one Final Fantasy that didn't get any love in their recent uh, announcements finally is is coming and I love eight and so I'm happy about that but seven remake I'm very excited about dude the combat looks fucking no, no, me, epic. me too the combat looks I'm not, I don't mean to show in the games it looks amazing it's just like wait how is this getting released in over how and it, long it was playable at e3 so like that that kind of boggles my mind that it's just like I remember when this was just like a pipe dream like square saying like no we're yeah. just we like to do a demo here and there, but we like like just just remake some of the cutscenes to mm-hmm. show off what our tech can do. But we we have no plans to ever make this into a game, and now it's, it's finally See? happening. Why are we sad? Why are we borderline suicidal when we we're getting everything mm-hmm. we want? Yeah, all yeah. The time? right. Okay, like, so more than a decade of so rumors. back up here. Why is it a problem that this is releasing at the same time ish? Five, five. As- well, if you're the if you're a company. And you want people to buy your games, you kind of like a little bit of runway around your games so that yeah. you're not competing. It's weird to me they're competing with themselves. I just what? don't know if the, the target audiences are going to necessarily overlap that much. Oh. Eh, they're both actually. I think what it is more of is there's like western side of Square and then there's eastern side of Square. And those two things don't always talk to each other. Yeah. And, mm, you mean yeah. uh, Square and uh, IDOS? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think I think five or fifteen was a bona fide phenomenon. Like it, that that sold millions of copies. Everyone was familiar with it. I think that this will be a big game. It is weird if they're they're going they're going up the same win in the same window. Yeah, five di- five days away from each other from Avengers Jeez. and this. Their whole booth was Avengers, but mm. it was like this huge like Avengers compound with, with We balloons? pay for this license, we're gonna make the most of no it. Oh shit. <laughs> you you know those motherfuckers were bummed when they saw Endgame. You know they were bummed. <laughs> um and we were talking about games we will never stop playing, we will die before these games are finished. Um they announced new DLC for Kingdom Hearts. Mm. <laughs> and so that thing that saga just keeps going, and that is called Kingdom Hearts. Re colon mine. Of course it is. Fingers crossed for Home on the Range. I gotta have that level represented. <laughs> gotta have that movie represented. I can see Michael getting antsy, so finally we will come to Ubisoft's press conference. Thank Michael. you. 
Oh. Michael, what did Ubisoft announce at the press conference? Oh, we Zumba, announced a, Zumba, Zumba. a bunch of things. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion was probably the biggest, and which, that was which the, they the had headliner. to confirm prior to grandma. the show because it had, yeah. it had leaked, and Ubisoft confirmed mm-hmm. that it existed. But and, yes, you you can play as a grandma, you can play as a grandpa. I did play as a grandma in a behind closed doors. Michael. Demo. So I have never been a tr- like into the whole watchdog mm-hmm. thing. Like I never wanted to play one or two, but when I saw the grandma thing, I was like, I'm so there. Sign that's me great. up. I would say in terms of meme moments of E3, that's probably number yeah. three. Number one being Keanu. Mm-hmm. Number two being John Bernthal's dog. Yeah, Bam Bam. As he came on the stage to talk about Ghost Recon Breakpoint, mm-hmm. which he's like the bad guy in that game. Isn't he, he is. He's the the central antagonist. Yeah, and that's like I I I I I didn't love a lot. Watch Dogs one. And I really loved Watch Dogs Two. Watch so Dogs good. Two was really, really good, and it's 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 insane. And like in that this game like just up the insane quotient. Yeah. <laughs> so and I've I've played it. I've I've played through some of the seen how the recruitment works yeah. and uh, playing it. Like the, they in the demo, they start you out as like you're a grandma in a crowded pub, and they're like, "Yeah, look around. Any of these characters can be recruited." So I'm just like trying out the controls, and I, I start sprinting, and I run into this woman, and she gets pissed and and follows me around. And it's like, "Hey, hey, stop! What you like? Apologize! And what 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 are you doing?" And so I like scan her, and it's like, "Oh, she's a Nigerian-born film critic uh, who has like a thirty percent damage bonus against this crime family if I were to recruit her." And so like. It says like, oh, she's been uh, putting out false information on behalf of this corrupt PMC. So I confront her about it, and she's like, oh, they're blackmailing me. So I like went with my grandma and her remote controlled spider bot into a base of this uh, this private military, <laughs> and uh, shot like used the spider bot to tase a security guard, <laughs> who I then uh, profiled with my phone and recorded her contact information so I could recruit her later. You can recruit enemies. In this game, if you don't kill them. Speaking of mechanics, people should steal. They've been listening. Ubisoft's been listening to VGA that we just mm-hmm, talked mm-hmm. about mechanics of uh, recruiting I, enemies. I, I may have put that together knowing it was coming. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. So uh, granny, yeah. granny moment. Granny uh, Watchdogs. Granny was the, was definitely yeah. on there. And then yeah, Bernthal though was talking Ghost Recon. You were talking though insane with Watchdogs too. You want to talk insane? Let's talk Roller Champions. Hmm. What the fuck is Roller Champions? Roller Michael? Champions is a sports action game where you go around an arena in teams of three, very very fast, and you are continually trying to. Uh, you you want to get control of a ball, and uh, to do this, you can uh, dodge, you can jump around, you can tackle other players. And the the goal is you you need to throw it through a hoop on the side of the arena, uh, but it only counts if you've got like if you've done like one lap with the ball. Mm. And mm. but you can do multiple laps. You can do up to three laps. Like so so one mm. lap I think counts for one point. Two laps counts for three points. If you do three laps and you hold onto the ball the entire time and you can throw it into the goal successfully, then you get five points. That's that's a game winner. What right happens there. if you catch the snitch? That that basically is the snitch, I see. I see. <laughs> but it's hard, man. But this is this is Ubisoft's roller derby esports game. Is yes. what people were describing it. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. trying. They're trying sure. competitive game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last big announcement, the Rocket League game. It's it is very Rocket League. Is is how the trailer was playing to me mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, last big announcement. I'm very excited as someone who's been playing way too much Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. Gods and Monsters, the Greek mythology Zelda like. It looks like. Yeah, sort of. I I did see this running. They they had a behind closed doors hands off demo, 
Um, it looks really, really pretty. And uh, yes, it did make me want to go and play more Breath of the Wild. But uh, you you can do cool things. It's it's uh, by the same team that did Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So it's a very big open world. It's very vibrantly colorful. Uh, you can do things like they, they showed me like, here, we'll take this sword. We'll chop down a tree. And this tree turns into a log that you can then pick up with telekinesis and throw into the distance. It's got like a bunch of aerial fights against uh, harpies and gorgons and cyclopses and other mythological enemies. The the whole point of it is that you are on this uh, place called the Isle of the Blessed and you're you're given this task by Zeus where it's like uh, all the Greek gods have been captured by Typhon, who's like one of the most horrendous monsters in Greek mythology and you have to go rescue them and defeat the monsters. And uh, what's neat about it to me is that the entire thing is... The conceit of it is that, like, this is a campfire story being told by Homer to his grandchildren. And he has, like, a magical lyre that illustrates the story as it goes through. So it, like, has this kind of painted storybook kind of feel to it. And, uh, yeah, it, it looks really cool. So that was kind of it for Ubisoft stuff. EA, the only the big thing they really showed, they showed off a ton of gameplay from that mm. new Star Wars game by Respawn, the uh, Jedi Fallen yeah, Order. That hit a little early. Yeah. Like, they showed, like, a 20-minute gameplay walkthrough of that and, shit. And yet, apparently, what was not represented, and that I saw people tweeting about later, was that it's actually a Metroidvania, where you, you have a ship and you can travel freely between all these different worlds, and you will get powers and items and abilities that will let you go into places in those worlds that you weren't able to access previously. Oh, wow. I wish somebody would have said that to me. Because I, I wasn't super down on the gameplay, but there there was something about it that was very last generation. Hmm. Like, looking yeah, at that. I, like, I saw people comparing it to Force Unleashed. I don't think that's fair based on what I've I think heard. it looks way better, and it looks like it plays way better, but it's still like yeah. the type of game that was released 10 years ago, not the mm. type of game being made but, now. But I can see why they would have presented it the way they did rather than saying, like, look, it's like Super Metroid. Um, because yeah, the audience kind of hard is admittedly convey. smaller. Look yeah. at us retrace our steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard any negative buzz. I've, I've heard all mm. positive things from those oh, who no, saw it. It looks really negative cool. buzz about that, about really? that game. Oh, no. I, I don't know. It looks really good to me. Um, and then last big E3 press conference, Bethesda uh, did their show. And, oh, I guess I, that, that might be the number two or three meme moment was the, uh, des- the, no, the designer who came out and introduced Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a, was wonderful. a new game from Bethesda that um, mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. she's she was one of the designers from Bayonetta. She's done oh, wow. a lot of really cool shit. And it, it looks interesting. It just kept rewinding to her posing. Yes, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> the most memorable thing was, was the designer. Uh, they also announced a new game called Deathloop. Mm-hmm. Which looks very French, but uh, <laughs> yes. it looks like it's fun. Like, you know, two characters who are trapped in a Groundhog Day scenario and keep trying to kill each other. It also, I feel like, has a name that had probably been on so many, like, meeting room floors of, like, potential game names. And finally, they're just like, fuck it, we got to use Deathloop eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Eternal. They showed off a ton of Doom Eternal. Yeah, that was on huge advertisements. Like, what, what's that? That hotel that they always put, like, the three giant banner ads ah, on? Hotel yes. Figaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was the three uh, giant banner ones. Uh, that looks to basically evolve in all the right ways. Like, it does a lot more of the sure. movement stuff. I forget which one it was, but if, if you, like, melee an enemy, that might heal you or give you more ammo. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on how you kill the enemies. I mean, they, they open it with you, like, with the, the Doom guy sawing someone in half with a chainsaw, which yeah. is always, like, you know, two thumbs up. 
there's, a. there's um i want to say there's also fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji i want to say there's also like more environmental traversal options here mm-hmm. like there there's a, a grappling hook but yeah doom eternal looks fucking badass um and then they started i should have said they started their press conference though Basically trying to make good on a lot of Fallout 76 stuff, which the big news, Fallout 76 now has human NPCs. That's your big news, not Battle Royale? Yeah. Uh, there's also the Battle Royale mode. Where's that cricket sound effect? <laughs> that was real silence. That was real silence. Yeah. It was like, all right, guys, we get it. You can't completely abandon Fallout because that's kind of your big franchise, mm-hmm. but maybe move on from Fallout 76. Uh, I and don't know. Like it's what that was. What I thought was nuts is that like all the complaints I read about Fallout seventy six, which were heightened because of these announcements, I'm like those are my complaints about all Fallout games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's clunky. The shooting sucks. Like it could never work in an online environment. Um, <laughs> yeah, you accept some bugginess because of like all this weird adventure you're going on, and like I don't know. People are super down on Fallout seventy six for the same reason. I I can't get into Fallout games. Yeah. And then last bit of non-press conference news. But remember earlier I was talking about how someone at Konami has woken up and realized they had a lot of old games to Mm -hmm. re-release? They announced a TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's right. We bought Hudson. (laughs) Right. We have all these rights. Uh, And and so they announced six of the games that are going to be You know what's really crazy about that, though? Uh, when that was announced, I spent like a solid minute scrutinizing the picture of the thing to figure out, like, will it, will it actually have a slot for Hue cards? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, no, <laughs> nobody fucking has Hue cards. What's wrong with me? Of course not. Because, because you want to be able to transfer your saves to your arcade games. Mm-hmm. What? Why would you need that? <laughs> no, no, those those were the cartridges for the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, oh, yeah. The super breakable ones. The ones that, yes. that were like playing cards meets poker Exactly. Chips. They were terrible. And, and, and I mean, in, in, all, in terms of minis, though, that is the best announcement. These are the rarest of the rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games you can't get anywhere. The mm-hmm. super expensive shit. And they, 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 they announced six games for the American one and six different games for yeah. the Japanese one. I'm a little bummed just because I think the Japanese games are way, way better. Well, my speculation is that it'll, They'll probably it'll come to both. We'll, we'll all get there's both. No, there's yeah. no longer any... Yeah. licensing or like region restrictions that's like, why they'll be on both so here's the games they announced for for um north america or maybe that's just the entire west so that might be europe as well so our type new adventure island ninja mm-hmm. spirit uh ease book book one and two nice. alien crush and dungeon explorer okay uh here's the japanese uh lineup bonk's adventure of course like to me like bonk and turbo graphic 16 are tied together yeah, but uh, it's uh, only coming mean, to japan right no of course that shit's gonna yeah, be pc genjin the japanese title <laughs> we talked about this earlier if you say mega drive if you say pc engine anyway uh dracula x the kung fu <laughs> dracula x <laughs> dracula x <laughs> Is your blood clotting in all the wrong places? Drink Draculax. <laughs> but I've got a terrible, painful case of gas. <laughs> Try Draculax. Dracula, another sexy dad, unless you think of him using Draculax, mm-hmm. in which case he's not sexy anymore. <laughs> but this is oh, middle age. This is really this is a this is like a really good gift for uh I don't know, like um I don't know, one of those kids who watches a bunch of YouTube gaming stuff, of which like I now know several of my friends' kids who like have watched and read about more games than they've played. Yeah. Because it's it's the it's the rarest of the rare. It's the coolest collection in town is on this is going to be on this turbo graphic system. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm never opposed. Like these little mini systems as long as they tr- 
treat the stuff with respect mm-hmm. and do it right, and it's and not like them I, I demand I run out of HDMI inputs. Flawless emulation on JJ and Jeff. I will accept <laughs> nothing less. Yeah. Oh, and, and they said in like one of those, a couple of those games were Turbo Graphics CD games mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. didn't. They, they just quietly trumpeted like these oh, one yeah, and two. That, yeah, that system that none of us over here had. Yeah. Yeah. It was impossible to procure. All 650 megabytes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me again what the price is supposed to be? Um, I actually didn't grab that. I don't know if they announced the price. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like that's... $100? Yeah, I kind of feel like the price is know. also going to be a determining factor. Also, uh, Polymega was shown at the show, and apparently uh, emulating even Saturn games well, which is that that's sort of a holy grail. Hard Nobody's man. really made a free Saturn emulator. Also, HD-compatible light gun. That's kind of huge. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. How? I don't know. Technology. Yeah, probably it'll work like a Wii remote or something. But Dealing with flair from your Polymega? Try Dragulax. <laughs> oh, boy. What is a man? <laughs> oh a miserable boy. irritant to my hemorrhoids. <laughs> Vampire hemorrhoids. That's <laughs> when the blood sucks you. <laughs> Wow. Well, that is a lot of E3 news, but it's all the news that's fit to play. Mm. It's time then for our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's, well, week before last question of the week was, what's an Eastern developed game that you want to see a Western developer take a shot at? All right. Well, uh, first to respond was Laser Time Rules, who says, I'd like Way Forward to tackle more of those classic Capcom Disney games. We got a glimpse of what they could do with DuckTales Remastered, so I have faith that they do the other games justice. Just imagine Darkwing Duck, Aladdin, Chippendale, hell, even Little Mermaid redone with that way forward touch. I envision Little Mermaid would be similar to Shantae or Darkwing being like Contra 4. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I love it. I love it. And it was supposed to happen, goddammit. <laughs> oh. Bringing up bad, bad memories for Chris here. I mean, I'm guessing. Mm. Uh, new Star Wars character Cho Aniki says, <laughs> It would be awesome if Nintendo let another studio handle the F-Zero license, because, hey, they're not doing anything with that at the moment. Specifically, I'd like to see Criterion Games take a shot at making it, not only because of their legacy of making the Burnout and Need for Speed games, but because they handled the outer space and laser effects in detail so well in Star Wars Battlefront 2. God, that's a really good... Sorry, for me, that's a really good answer. Yeah. <laughs> the three things that I think are really well done. And that's sort of the pri- That's sort of the type of franchise that is prime for this type of thing to happen, where, like, the Japanese company's like, well, we're not going to do it, so fun- fine. Yeah, you go do this. Go go do go do Metroid Retro. Whatever. I'm sure nothing will come of that. Mm-hmm. Only produce <laughs> the three best Metroid games we have. Yep, yep. Such a bummer. And Sleepy Face says, it uh, saddens me that this can never truly happen, but I always wanted to see a Shin Megami Tensei game done by Bioware. That could be interesting. I just, could that not happen? You know what? Honestly, mm-hmm. after Persona 5, I kind of want to see a Western developer try to tackle the same theme like in an American high school. Like That could be I mean, interesting. Like, let's, we, we talked about the bizarreness that is Sonic the Dark Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Bioware Sonic, Sonic Chronicles. morality talking game. Mm-hmm. Chronic Sonic. Really good. Uh, uh, I've heard mixed things. This, this could happen. That's, that's the most plausible thing on the list so far. Hmm. Uh, well, on the official Laser Time Facebook community, Doug Marvel says, I want Sony Santa Monica to make a 3D Castlevania in the vein of God of War. The most recent God of War basically was a half open world, half Metroidvania, and I would love to finally see a great 3D Castlevania. Yeah. A great no love for Lords of Shadows? 
Got nothing but nods here. Boy. Drew Van Randen says, I would love to see what Naughty Dog could do with Silent Hill. They've mastered the survival horror genre with The Last of Us, and while that game does have some intense moments, there's nothing really scary that happens. I think they'd have an interesting take on Silent Hill and provide a very solid story. I guess I'd just be happy with another Silent Hill game in general. I would have said Resident Evil because the voice acting and dialogue in those games is usually pretty cringy, but I think they fixed that with 7. Yeah. I think they fixed that with 2 Remake. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Connor Wade says, Metal Gear Solid in the hands of whoever develops Splinter Cell. That would be Ubisoft Montreal. Since Konami doesn't give two fucks anymore. (laughs) Hmm. We'll see. Uh, We also have some video responses. First one from Mike Amari. Hey, ladies and gentlemen crew. It's Mike Amari here with the question of the week. question of the week, of course, was, what Japanese-developed game would you like to see a gritty Western reboot of? And honestly, when I was thinking about it, the only thing that really came to mind was Mega Man. I love Mega Man. Mega Man's one of those games I've played since, you know, elementary school. And for me, I would really love to see an Unreal Engine Gears of War style Mega Man reboot. Just imagine it. You can have the Marcus Phoenix style body crammed into that blue bomber helmet. Hell, just make it Marcus <laughs> Phoenix. Put the blue bomber stuff on him. Put the blue helmet and blue armor, blue buster. It would look amazing. <laughs> we have a post-apocalyptic world where it's all brown and blasted, and Dr. Wily is holed up in some tower on the other end of the map. And, you know, Dr. Light can be just that voice in your ear that you kind of hold and do the walk and talk with. And honestly, the mechanics of the original game really do suit it. Uh, imagine, if you will, you go and you defeat your first uh, android enemy, and it's Cutman, and that gives us just the arm with the chainsaw bayonet on the end. Uh, that kind of just writes itself. And then it would be amazing because after you beat each of the robot masters, you would go ahead and either rip their arms or like rip out parts of their body, like in the yep. goriest, most Beowulf style, you know, cutscene you can possibly have. And then you can have him just jamming it on himself, super gritty, super gory, and just super blood soaked. So, you know, Mega Man, that cute little game about a boy who wants to, um, you know, robot boy who wants to be a regular boy. Super dark, super gritty. Thanks for listening to me again this week, guys. Look forward to being with you again next week. Um, I just want to say. Did he listen to the episode? That was like <laughs> everything we were making fun of. <laughs> but I, I just want to say thank you, Mike. You it really put a lot of effort into the uh, graphics in that video. So I, I recommend uh, everybody going and looking at it. Uh, it's titled VGA QOTW 6919 nice. from Off Target. And, and I think as the only person who's played a who played that Mega Man shooter game in an un, maybe in the Unreal Engine, you don't want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to play it with the um, the Mega Man, the box art Mega Man that was in the fighting games, like uh, yeah. <laughs> that version of Mega Man doing Gears of War. <laughs> I'd be there for that. Yeah, I heard the reaction to that was not great, <laughs> but frag out, frag out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a Dudley Do Right style character, and I'm really fat for some reason. But I, I Steve love, Frosty I love the great. bad box art. I Mega thought it Man. was great. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I'm sad that they never made that. Um, it was like there, there was like a Mario Maker style Mega Man game at one point that, like Mega Man, Mega Universe. Man Universe. Yeah, that never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have another video response from Full Install. Hello, VGA. It is the unfortunately named Tom Green here again from YouTube channel Full Install. <laughs> and once again, it is Friday, so it is time for a beer. Oh, that tastes like piss. In response to your latest community question, which Japanese developed game would you like to see developed in the West and by who? I've got two choices as per usual because I couldn't make my mind up. 
Uh, interestingly, both are Konami games, and maybe most surprisingly, the first game is Castlevania. Uh, now, I know when you think Castlevania, you instantly think of Metroidvania now, and to give that to a different games development studio would probably make you think, okay, what, what kind of Metroidvania game could that, that studio make? But I'm thinking way before that became Castlevania's staple to when it was more focused on being a vampire hunter game set in the Hammer Horror universe. You know, fighting werewolves, mummies, zombies, skeletons, that kind of thing. And to take that aesthetic and give it over to Firaxis Games, who make XCOM, and get them to build basically an XCOM Castlevania game, where instead of like flying around in a giant spaceship hub, you'd have like a rundown town, similar to something like Darkest Dungeons, where your party characters you would build up to be different types of, you know, basically demon hunters. So where you've got your classes, you'd have your vampire hunter or your werewolf hunter or, you know, someone who can scale walls like from Egyptian mummy kind of times or something like that and have them run around in an environment which was, you know, um, interactive. So say you're fighting vampires in a church, not that they will ever be there because that just seems, seems silly. But you could smash a stained glass window and all of a sudden sunlight comes in and puff, they explode. Um, or, you know, you could have things like you could lasso them with your whip and then another guy could run up on his turn and stake them in the heart. You know, that kind of thing. I think it would be a really interesting take to take that kind of, that setting um, and put it into the XCOM, you know, chess grid uh, turn-based tactical game. The closest thing I can think of that's done that is something like Shadow Hearts, because that was, you know, that kind of that had that similar mood, uh, even though it was you know, set in England mostly. Um, which actually, that is pretty much what England is like. We're all punching the shit out of each other whilst holding tiny weird marionette dolls. Um, but yeah, I'd, that's something I'd really like to see, and I think that it would help. It would kind of, in a way, improve. I mean, I love XCOM. Don't get me wrong, XCOM is one of my favourite games, and I love the sci-fi setting. But because it is so light-hearted and sci-fi and futuristic weapons and, you know, silly, sort of silly aliens, you do kind of have a disconnect from the game's world and focus more on the characters that you build and their progression rather than the environment that you're fighting. And after a while, it just becomes a little bit... A little bit... It is repetitive. It never gets boring, but it is repetitive. Um, and I think if you had that hammer-inflected style, you've got so many different variants of environments you can fight through, you know, a different different types of monsters as well you can be fighting swamps churches catacombs you know, whatever you want castles um, that it would keep it constantly interesting uh, thank you full installs <laughs> there, there's a four minute video there um, I encourage you all to go and check it out at uh, his channel full install uh, VGA number 319 question of the week response on YouTube but yeah try to keep them between 30 and 90 seconds Anyway, we have another one from Kelly Ryan. Hey, VGA, it's RedRock963 back again after a little bit of a hiatus. And this is my buddy Alice, who is uh, Ozzy's successor. May he rest in peace. But she's a very cute kid. Anyway, um, a Western developer for a Japanese game. I want WayForward to take on Treasure's Cattle. So, way forward versions of Gunstar Heroes, which is like the best Genesis game ever made. And then, uh, Dynamite Huddy, too. You know, you guys Ooh. were talking about that game last week. That's actually a really fun platformer and mm-hmm. it has that treasure flair to it. But, I mean, way forward with the Shantae series does amazing stuff. So, I would love to see their take on a Gunstar Heroes. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my pick. Hey, hi, say goodbye to Alice. Oh, bye, Alice. I'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Red Rock. Dynamite Hetty, where the main character is like a weird cricket-looking guy who says, Yes! (laughs) 
Dude, two uh, way forward votes. Yeah, not bad. I think I think everyone loves way forward. They should do more Japanese games. Yep. Um, so, new question of the week: What E three game are you most excited about? Um, I think for me, it's a pretty clear choice. Man Eater. I have been looking forward to this game for like a, a couple years now. It feels like. Yep. Um, and I continue to pressure uh, Tyler Nagata. Please. Make a trailer with a breathy cover of the Hall and Oates song because that would be just awesome. I don't know why I want that so badly, but I do. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Elena? Ah, it's me. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so does it have to be something that was announced at E3 or just shown at anything, E3? Anything either. Anything yeah. shown is fine. All right, so for me, it would be Ori. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good answer. I loved the first one. And yeah, I just I can't wait for that sequel. Um, I would say I'm gonna slip this in, but second place also something I wasn't expecting uh, the Lego expansion for Forza Horizon. Really, so cool. <laughs> it so came cool. on screen. I was like, I didn't know I wanted this. I don't ever play <laughs> racing games, but I want isn't, this. Isn't that out now? I think so. I, think so. I don't know. I didn't. I don't have Forza Horizon. Well, if you're, 4, if, you're so if you have, have Game that. Pass, you have Forza yeah. Horizon Four. I yeah. don't have Game Pass. So. Oh, go get Game Pass. But for everything dollar. is awesome. <laughs> oh Jesus, Michael! Yeah, you're welcome. Like a movie joke. You love Come it. On. I you love seen, it. I haven't seen two yet. Is it Me good? Uh, I haven't seen. It. All you right. have kids. What's your excuse? I do a video game podcast, not a movie podcast. All good right, point. Fair, 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 fair. fair. Um, I'm gonna go with the one that it was last year as well. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk mm. is looking pretty epic. Every every gameplay walkthrough and stuff that came out of the show just looks really cool. Um, I love cyberpunk itself, like as a genre. Mm. I'm like a big Shadowrun tabletop guy from back in the day, and um, yeah, man, it's just and fucking Keanu, Keanu, so good, <laughs> so good. So yeah, it's, it's are, are you going to be able to play a cyberpunk game that doesn't have orcs and magic and elves? That's the thing, is it's kind of missing half the fun for me, but I think I'll make do. Is it me go now? It's you go now. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Breath of the Wild 2. Like, <laughs> sorry, there's, there's been no better game in the universe than Breath of the Wild in the last five years. I, nope. I have to agree. Yep. It hasn't happened. Sorry. Uh, I didn't know it's Nintendo, and I always do shit like that, but man, I really... I, I, I might just start playing it again soon on my own. I think, Michael, you were playing it recently. You finally got the motorcycle. Yes, I did. And uh, Uh, went went back and did all the EX trials. They're not easy. I mean, they're okay, but finding them is kind of difficult because it just kind of gives you pictures of where they are on the map and you have to figure out, okay, where is this geography exactly? That's why the internet I don't remember why I stopped playing the DLC. I didn't see it, It's because of what Michael said. It's fucking hard to find all that stuff. It's It's really fucking hard because the first half of it is they give you the one-hit obliterator, which is like a Liberace candelabra that will kill anything in one hit, but also (laughs) makes it so you get killed in one hit. Sorry. Mm. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that I played a ton of, yes. Oh, gosh. And, and then, yeah, like, once you finish that, it's like, okay, now the real fun starts, which mm-hmm. is, like, you have to go around the map and do three challenges that are themed around each of the four champions. Yeah. But uh, each, like, each one, for some reason, uh, has, like, something where you have to go through rings. Either you're running through them on, on like, being pulled around by a seal in the desert, yeah, or you're yeah. gliding through them, or surfing on a shield, whatever. But yeah, it works so well in Superman 64. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's a template for all modern games, Superman 64. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. So what are you most excited about from E3? Let us know. Go to vidjagampocalypse.com and answer in the comments for episode 321. Alternately, hit us up on the official LaserTime community on Facebook. Uh, there'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can just uh, hit us up on Twitter, at VGApocalypse. And uh, we'll collect our favorite answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show, Elena. Uh, let's go with some plugs. Where can people see your stuff? Um, I am on Twitter at MorphingBall, which is mm-hmm. a Super Metroid reference, not a reference to... Uh, Fairly addicting medicine. <laughs> okay, I've gotten that before. They're like oh, morphine, oh, morphine ball. Morphine. Yes. Yeah, right. no, I'm like, that's no. a different thing. A very different thing. And you have like a VG Cats avatar. I do. Um, I think you may be one of the few people who get that. I should probably <laughs> actually change it to something like a professional headshot, just because I'm yeah. not working in video games anymore. Yeah. But I really love that particular comic. Yeah. No, I still have my cardboard tube samurai avatar. It's fine. <laughs> you still work in video games, though. I, I don't actually have that avatar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I cover PC stuff. So if you want to hear about that, what I'm eating for lunch, or my cat, that's where you find me. Perfect. All vital information. All right, Chris? Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. That's the most important thing right now. Uh, we want to have a bunch of bunch of fun stuff coming your way, mm-hmm. uh, including including some brand new bonus episodes. Um, yeah. Want to know about the drama that's been going on in my life? That's where to do it, and it's about to get real weird. You've been warned. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Well. Uh, it's... Uh, a series of horrible stories. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but but uh, look forward to things hitting a little more on time. Uh, as soon as as soon as our schedules get back to normal, which they are not yet, uh, and yeah, we want to start adding more stuff to the Patreon, including the return of Monday Night Movies, uh, as soon as we can. It's just like, uh, trust me, you don't want it, me just there alone. It's just been hard to do. Uh, but whatever. Laser time this week. Um, yeah, uh, T. L. Foster and uh, my buddy Adam over at Pass Blaster, which if you want to see me streaming games, I'm, I'm on I'm on tw- uh, twitch.tv slash Pass Blaster. You can watch me beat DuckTales. Nice. Uh, my buddy do a hero run on fucking Castlevania. Just We tend to get hammered and just do that all night. That's been streaming over there. Uh, but uh, talking about video game cartoons, we did an episode mm. about that a little while ago, and this is uh, the ones we didn't talk about, including a big one, Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog I think to a certain kind of fan has been defined by cartoons. Sonic yeah. has had bad games no one's talking and about. And Archie for comics. Entire 10 year periods where cartoons and comics were better to him. Mm. Uh, it's very strange because it's not the case with most other video game cartoons. Is that the one starring Jaleel White, the uh, Urkel? Mm hmm. That's yeah. the voice of Sonic. Yes. Who, who, does, one, but the, who does a fantastic Muhammad Ali impression on historical roasts on Netflix, by the way. That, yeah. that, that show is oh. the very definition of, like, this is what good bad is. <laughs> this show is objectively terrible, but I can't stop laughing at it. <laughs> that woman who came out as Kurt Cobain and, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm all, my head's all over the place. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. That's damn. a really good show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you said you said video game cartoons and then Sonic and uh, like what went through my head was excuse me, Princess Sally Acorn. Zelda, Link, I hate you. <laughs> That's the Ganon we all know. Look at my head; it's stupid. <laughs> and and thirty twenty ten is 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 it's never been more exciting because I think I don't know, I think at eighty eight eighty nine I was 
in full love with movies. And uh, recently we talked about Ghostbusters. I didn't know, guys, that Ghostbusters 2 came out. In 20 years, almost to the day, the Ghostbusters video game came out, which I... Up until the new announcement, that was Ghostbusters 3 for me. It may be even after that movie. I think it's as close as we're going to get, man. No, they're making, they're, they are making they are making a official Ghostbusters 3 with the original cast. Uh, if it doesn't have Harold Ramis, it doesn't count. Exactly, and this one does have Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 20 years to the fucking day. And if you haven't played, it's getting remastered for PS4, I think. Yeah, but 20 years to the day since Ghostbusters 2 came out, the Ghostbusters game came out. I think that's... I don't know. I didn't. I, I was there during the hype. I, I didn't remember anybody pointing it out. Hmm. That, that I just thought that was nuts. That is and, nuts. Uh, and, and this week, baby, Batman, the original Tim Burton Batman, thirty twenty ten. We are going to talk. Ooh. I would guess a yeah. really long time about that movie. If you want to go uh, see how truly big the Batman phenomena was, our our buddy Seabake did mm-hmm. a new video all about like uh, Batman eighty nine. So go check out his channel. Oh, yep, and go watch the video videos. for Prince's Bat Dance. Okay, oh. sure. Yeah, which you can't because it's impossible to find because Prince true. is the only person who can keep shit off the internet. <laughs> but yeah, a bunch of sexy jokers dancing to Bat Dance. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it, it was made. I haven't been able to find it in a while. Mm. So we don't have an advertising budget around here, and the only way. We can help grow the show and therefore the Patreon is is kind of word of mouth and reviews from people like you. So I know iTunes may not exist anymore, but go to the podcast app or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays and and like our show, give it five stars, write reviews. Uh, That does help, believe it or not, in terms of kind of giving us visibility and and getting more people to listen. You know what? Also, I'll I'll actually additionally say if you want to go on iTunes and uh, write us some positive reviews, really need to bump down some reviews accusing us of – Devoting an entire show to trashing a single person, which we have never done. <laughs> so, right, right. I yeah. mean, every show is devoted to trashing ourselves. I Michael. mean, you That's know, fine. Wrong show, guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. So uh, please do, and then go to that uh, Twitter dot com and follow me at Maddie C Allen. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate uh, how important it is. Please go to patreon.com slash laser time and sign up there. Uh, that helps all of us get paid for the, the work that we do on these shows. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me Send personally. Send me bloodstain because I can't afford it because patreon.com slash laser time isn't getting enough love. Send you blood rain? Okay. Uh Bloodstained. I just couldn't hear you clearly. I was talking. Don't send me blood rain. <laughs> no, we're doing it. We're doing the thing you did yeah, with Brett. Yeah, we're sending yeah. you like a thousand copies of Blood Rain, like the Jerry Maguire VHSs. They're I just... only got him 30 copies of Forrest Gump on That's his what it was. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. It's like that, copies of Jerry Maguire, and then Blood Rain, just as but, far as the eyes can see. The fact that you went with Forrest Gump instead of Jurassic Park, I still... It still blows my it's, mind. It's, it was supposed to annoy him. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was it's it, it looked like a lot of work, but it was like th- it was three uh, three thrift stores and less than thirty. Because everyone had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I went. I went and got him a GameStop gift certificate just so I wouldn't be a complete asshole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
what they didn't tell you is that was actually a tool that they do brisses with locally. Uh, that wasn't yeah. a cigar cutter at all. It's <laughs> yes, the well-known triad briss. It's actually slang for castration. <laughs> the real question is, is, is why do we have – who had cigars? By Somebody. The way, how many pinky fingers had that thing chopped off in its existence? Oh, boy. More than a few. <sighs> Good thing you're lighting the end of the cigar on fire. It'll sanitize it. <laughs> Gross. Just saying. That's not the end you cut, though. You cut the end to put your mouth on. Oh, yeah. no, that's the worst. Mm. Just like with a brisk. <laughs> yep. You're naive to use George Cigars is adorable. That was well done. <laughs> that was well I done, mean, sir. It wasn't a joke. It's, it's... <laughs>